Hello and welcome to the Flixsters podcast, the place where two movie geeks bring you all the movie reviews and news you could ever want in your lifetime. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, CastBox and Anchor. Just pop in the Flixsters podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. And again, just pop in the Flixsters podcast. We'll see you there. Reviews, reviews. But you know what, Elsa? I had a quick look at the um, the movie news. Yeah, <laughs> Poacher forced to watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's news, man. That's, we got to Can't wait for that one. All right, okay. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Ready? Yeah. Let's lock and load. <laughs> All right, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very, very special edition of The Flicksters. We are coming out of our studio home mm. in London, not live, because you'll probably download this in the next few days. <laughs> By the time you listen to this, it'll already have been Christmas. Maybe. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas to you all and a fantastic new year. But listen, Duval, mm-hmm. what? has been going on this past week because you know what we've got so it's much crazy. stuff together it's crazy isn't it yeah right? it is I just want to yeah you, you know you're totally right to say Merry Christmas because literally I, you, you got to think ahead as yeah. you always do yeah. so Merry yeah. Christmas to everyone out there if you're chowing down on your turkey if you're actually cooking your turkey and your Christmas dinner while you're listening to us that's even better you know what we feel privileged to be exactly. in your kitchen at a time of such importance stuff that turkey you know stuff it <laughs> <laughs> Stuff it. But yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, hope you enjoy your family time. Yeah. Uh, and we are part of your family, and you're part of ours. Exactly. Yes. So, first things first, uh, mail outs. I was going to go into a little biggie there, but. <laughs> I was like, no. Do it. I was waiting for first. <laughs> Proper freaks all the. No, no, no. Okay. So, yeah, mail outs and shout outs. Every, every, every week, we uh, shout out people who, uh, you know, give us a mention on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. Uh, this week, First shout out is Shane. Yes. Yes, Shane uh, is actually, uh, I didn't realise, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to like full disclosure here. Shane was one of my first friends at my primary school. What? Yeah. First friends at my primary school. Oh gosh. This, so this, this guy, it's, it's like, it's, he's old school. <laughs> he's old school. Yeah. 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 Wicked. Remember, yeah. So Shane, Shane's a cool guy. I didn't realise he's such a movie, movie nerd or geek. Yeah. And he, uh, he was giving us some uh, 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 recommendations, actually, because I think we we posted something about maybe was it the Human Centipede or yeah, we posted on, something or, on, on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook, and he shouted out back saying how the Human Centipede is sick, and part <laughs> but, two is really sick, <laughs> but there's sicker films out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I was and, like, you what? Name, and he names them like Serbian movies, yeah, and stuff. which I and heard, I was, has, which I heard is sick. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, look. Don't worry about all that stuff, but yeah. you know what? They're sick, but there's, there's worse films yeah. out there. So that Which was I quite like. funny. I didn't know he was so sick. Maybe yeah. that's why we got on, because we're both <laughs> sick. <laughs> so Shane, I know you listen to the show. Uh, thank you for uh, for listening and for, for your input as well. Next one goes out to Murray, who I mentioned actually a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you did. And Murray does actually, uh, he's, 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 he's like our little birdie. Little birdies, <laughs> little birdies. Yeah, he actually retweets and re-forwards I don't know what you call it on Facebook uh, <laughs> re-books sh- oh, sh- uh, shares shares that's do you know yeah. what obviously <laughs> yeah. but yeah he re-shares all our all our posts and he actually uh, even this past week he, he got us some, uh, some new followers on Twitter actually oh man 
So yeah, so big shout out to Murray. He actually, he actually confessed. He said he hasn't listened to the show. He's more of a, <laughs> he's more of a visual contributor. Oh right, okay. So, so he, the posts. Yes, he likes to post. They keep him up to date. You know what, Murray? If you can download at least one episode and tell us what you think. All right. Actually, you know what? Download this episode. <laughs> you know what? Knowing him, he won't. He won't. Right. Okay. He won't. With him, with him, you get what you get. That's yeah. it. All right. Okay. Next, Morpheus K. Now, lo- this this name, man. Morphe- Morpheus K. Seriously, come on, man. Yes. What a name. Morpheus K. He goes by many names, but one of his his most uh, gangster names is Morpheus K. He he actually. Uh, I think he saw, what did he see? He saw Aquaman, actually. Oh, right, okay. And he put in a lot of feedback yeah. in, uh, on our Instagram saying, like, what's going on, guys? Have you seen, have you seen Aquaman yet, by the way? Yes. You have like, Obviously, yeah. of course you have, yeah. yeah. He said, oh, guys, what's going on? Why is it that, okay, little spoiler. It's not a massive spoiler, it's a yeah. little one. But why is it when Aquaman's underwater, he has to go in those little, like, <laughs> underwater cars because that, that goes so slow, slow when he can swim, swim faster. Yeah. It's and tr- I was like, it's true, actually. It's true, Why, isn't it? Why do they have those little, know. like, water pods? Like, yeah, whatever they are. I think they look aesthetically pleasing on the eye in a in a, in a, in a movie sense. Yeah, yeah. But I guess... I think probably I it's probably a practical thing as well, like with the whole CGI, they're in a, some sort of pod yeah. and then they can draw the CGI, the graphics, yeah, like, maybe. to paraphrase you. Yeah. The graphics on afterwards, <laughs> maybe, but yeah. But you know what, Morpheus, good, good yeah, point. He, he put he put a big chunk of of of, uh, I of love feedback. That. Like, it was so chunky. I was I like, love Whoa, it. this guy is not messing around. Yeah. Next one goes out to Mike Bellamy. Okay, Mike uh, Bellamy. Mike Bellamy is a new contributor on Instagram. I love that. He uh, responded to a Dark Knight uh, Instagram post that we put out during the week. Love it even more. Instagram because uh, Dark Knight last week was a uh, ten year anniversary. Yes. Great film, Wicked. still stands the test of time. Yeah. Mike Bellamy put the post on our Instagram saying, I don't know why everyone likes this film. Why is it so- <laughs> <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> not in that voice, but that's basically- That's the way it probably comes yeah. across as, yeah. He he's thinking like, why is everyone talking about Dark Such Knight? Such a big deal, yeah. yeah. what's a big deal? Yeah. I just said to him, well, what is it that you don't understand? Yeah. This is why I, I think it's good. I've not heard back- but you know what? It's good to get contrasting views. Yeah, that's Not everyone's what... got to agree, which I, I respect Mike for. Yeah, and that is filmmaking. Yeah. It, it brings out a response in people which you either love things, you hate things, you're meh. So in this yeah. case, for The Dark Knight, I mean, I've got to say, Mike's wrong. But <laughs> Mike, we love it. We love the fact that you got in touch with us. You actually took the time out to write those words. Yeah. That means yeah. a lot to yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, definitely. And one person who definitely disagrees with Mike but obviously everyone's free to the yeah. expression, is Ambla Ujla. I'm hoping I'm saying the name correctly. Okay. Uh, Ambla Ujla. Uh, she posted, again, responding to Dark Knight, saying how this is one of my favourite films. Yeah. So Ambla Ujla, we, we, you know, we're with you on that one. Exactly. Dark Knight is, is heavy, wicked film. And we're glad that you can you contributed on Instagram and you loved it as well. Yeah. Also, just to kind of like just to add to that, there is a new crystal. I think the Dark Knight trilogy has that just been released on 4K. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it has yeah. I mean, if you want to just watch it again, yeah. but this time on 4K, yeah. I think for in terms of like viewing pleasure, yeah. that is the best experience, right? I don't think you can get well. Mm. I mean, if you, unless you watch them all in IMAX. I was going to say because. <laughs> <laughs> Just as you mentioned that, actually, another trilogy 
has come out in 4K. Ooh. And for my my own personal opinion, right. I think it's the best trilogy ever made okay. in cinema. It's going to be the... Cap, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, a, that's, yeah. What, that's out in 4K. So that's just me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's just me. Six <laughs> films that me. you go out. I mean, let us know what you think. Go watch yeah, them. Exactly. And then we have Paul Phoenix. <laughs> yes. Who always wins. Our Pete. very own Paul. Yes, he posted. What did he post? Was it on Instagram as well? I think. I think it may have been Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I think he was responding to. Ooh, was he, was he responding to the Human Centipede or was it Dark Knight? He was responding to something. He was responding to one of those things, but also it's like what the thing with Paul is whenever he sees something funny or he, he and he's a big film buff as well. Yeah. So oh, like massive, you know he loves massive. his old school films, and I think with the horror stuff, you know he when he I think it was the monkey shines thing that you know oh, he yeah, got involved yeah, with yeah. that as well. But I think with the Dark Knight, no, actually he said something really really kind of silly the other day, which was he hasn't seen Avengers. What? Yeah, I think there was something nah, where he hadn't seen it, Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Guy, that was man. the only he, thing that kind of let me down. With he needs Paul. to fix up. Look exactly, sharp. Paul. If you're listening, exactly. But yeah, uh, he was one of the two. It was the Human Centipede, and it was to. Uh, the house that Jack built. Right, that's that was he, it. That's yeah. what he was responding to. Yeah. So you can tell he's got a bit of a sick... A sick tendency as well. Yeah, he's kind exactly. of sick he as well. He loves them. Yeah. yeah. I know, by the way, uh, the house that Jack built, ladies and gentlemen, remember, it's not a film about house building. Well, have you seen it as well now? No, I haven't. Okay, do you know what? Well, I'm going to put one caveat be. on that without spoiling... <laughs> There is a there is something where they're built into the house. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not, not going to say anything. I just knew but it. I just, it's the I'm image. I'm not going to say anything. It's the image that I just kind of like can just imagine picture because you know what that is. Uh, someone else did that in real life. Hmm? The, uh, was, was it Fred West who cemented oh. the people into the walls or uh, some? Oh, well, the, the house that Jack built does it on another level. <laughs> yeah, shit. So whatever you're thinking. It's, it's more than that, okay, <laughs> honestly. Okay. Yeah, uh, and last shout, shout out goes out to AL Media, yeah, uh, who we've shouted out before. AL Media, uh, a production company who do some really good work, yes, uh, I think commercial as well as private work as well. So, uh, if you guys are interested in any any commercial work, if you if you, if you own a company, yeah. you work for a company, and you want that company to have some really good visual products or media products or even sound products. They're the people to go to. AL Media are the, are the cats to go to. So yeah. yeah, Abby from AL Media shouted us out on our Instagram, uh, as he does quite often, actually. So I was, you know, want to shout out back. Of course. And actually, I uh, was privileged enough to uh, go down and see their team, actually. Yeah, yeah. I went down to... Uh, Margate, right? Uh, last week, which is in the west coast, no, east, west coast, west coast of England yeah. for international listeners. Yes, and uh, by the seaside, and we went on a escape room uh, sort of a thingy. Yeah, uh, you know, like a day. like de- like um, one of those events. Yeah, like escape, escape room. room. Event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Escape room challenge. Yeah, that was it. I, I, and funny thing is, I did one in uh, when I went to Manchester. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. There yeah, you go. It was fantastic. It was really <laughs> Talking good. about escape rooms, there's a film called Escape, escape room, room coming out. Yes, I think in January, mm. which actually looks quite good. Yeah. So um, we'll definitely watch that one. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, those are the shout outs. So yeah, so next we're going on to the movie news. Heard and that. you know, like with movie news, you know, stuff comes in and out and, you know, sometimes we kind of think, is that newsworthy? Shall we kind of like save that for another episode and maybe we just delete it? But all this stuff that we've chosen over here, this is all brilliant stuff. Mm. Now, <clears throat> tell us about, there's so much stuff here about Trollhunter and Autopsy and Jane Doe. <laughs> right? What You just tell me what's going on over here. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Uh, 
as we all know, from Pan's Labyrinth up to Pacific Rim, uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water recently, yeah. Uh, uh, Hellboy. Yes. I mean, this guy, I, I don't think he... Visionary. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a visionary. He's, he's a really good yeah. filmmaker. But I did, one thing struck me with him, I think if you're going to work with Guillermo <laughs> del Toro... yeah. If you if you if you work in lighting, then you're not going to have much of a job because it's all dark. <laughs> it's all dark. <laughs> it's all dark. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing his take on like a DC type property, like a moody kind of Batman. You can see him doing I, a really you know moody what? Batman. And, and I bet you, I bet you, like you know these these visionary directors, like you know your Del Toro's and your Alfonso Cuarón and all that, all these guys, right? I bet you they have had these discussions. Oh yeah. And whether or not they you know how far along the line they've got to be yeah. in the actual director yeah but i'm sure they're all up there oh yeah 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 I know, yeah, yeah yeah on a right. list they're on right. a list yeah, somewhere right. i think you're right yeah but yeah so on that uh so yeah so he's uh scary movies mm-hmm. basically scary mo- scary stories to tell in the dark mm. it's a it's coming out basically next year and it's a film about teenagers who have basically it's like a it's like a coming of age type situation where they have to, they have to face a deadly force okay. together and uh, i think this story has been told in the past it's a story that i think uh, many some people will have have had some sort of understanding or seen a short about it or i think there's a tv series has mm. has been out in, in the past but basically uh scary stories to tell in the dark has landed the director of troll hunter and the autopsy of jane doe and that director's name is Andre Orendal. Right, okay. Yeah, have I said that right? I think it's you Danish did. or Scandinavian somewhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if you've seen those films, Autopsy of Jane Doe, Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter, I love Troll you Hunter. You love Troll I really remember you film. speaking about it, yeah. Yeah, so if that's if, you know, if these two people, Andre Orendal and Guillermo del Toro, are coming together, it's going to be fireworks. They're going like to you know? <laughs> they're, they're bring us something They're going to bring us something special, oh, yeah. right? <clears throat> Definitely. And any news on... Um, when we're seeing Hellboy. Yes, well, the trailer uh, came out this week, actually. Yeah. Uh, so it's the, 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 the April 20, 2019. Right, okay. I'm not sure what day in April, but it's in, it's April. It's April's April. going to be a packed one. It is. April, I think, will start with... I think it starts with Hellboy, of, of like, big films. And then yeah. I think also it's got Shazam. And yes. then the end of April is the big one. Yeah. It's the end game. It's the end game. Yeah, so exactly. April's going to be... Oh well, gosh. March, well, March, really... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. March, yeah. Uh, March, April, Captain, May. Yeah, Captain Marvel, yeah. I mean, those three months, to lock yeah. it down. Within the first six months of next year, guys, I'm telling you this, Massive yeah. Movies. Shit is going to go down. Yeah. Yeah, I even mentioned Game of Thrones. So just, <sighs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly that. You just mentioned Shazam. Isn't it weird how, what, isn't that a bit quiet or what? Are we not, what, reshoots? Is something wrong? No, or, nothing's or, wrong or, from or what should I've it, heard. should it be kind of like more in, in our faces? No, no? I, think, I think it's a good thing. That means that the work has been done. Yeah. The more I think we hear and, you know, reshoots or whatever, I think there's problems maybe happening. Like what we hear with uh, X-Men, uh, Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix, but yeah. I think there may be some reshoots happening, but nothing major from what I understand. I think the film is pretty much a done deal. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Now we've mentioned on the show about Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson, our mm-hmm. friend Scarlett, your friend Scarlett. Yep. And we said that, look, Marvel, they've they've greenlit the film. It's all going to be made. It's going to be done. It's going to be a massive film. But tell us about behind the scenes. Who have they recruited to bring this vision to the screen? Yeah, so they've recruited... Uh, Mich- Mich- <laughs> <laughs> there he goes I knew, again. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen today. Kind of Mission 
Did I say it right? Mission Impossible. Yes. <laughs> Fallout director of photography or cinematographer, basically yeah. the person who is responsible for the visual look of the film. And that Fallout was brilliant. It yeah, looked exactly. fantastic. Yeah. So Rob Hardy, his name is. Okay. And writer Jack Schaefer. Mm. So they have been recruited to, I guess, the process of making sure this film is as good as possible. Yes. And, you know, bringing people that have, you know, the, 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 the credence, you know, the... The, the respect and the experience, like proven experience as well, because the last Mission Impossible <laughs> was the biggest it box was, office it, opening it of the franchise. And it looks stunning. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, and if we're talking about, you know, an espionage type, you know, movie yes. that Black, Black Widow is going to be, you know, Schaefer's written an espionage type movie yeah, yeah, in totally. Mission Impossible. So it's in the, it looks like it's in the right hands. It's all coming together. So yeah, yeah, it's I'm, all I'm coming pretty together. confident about that one. Now, last week, you would have heard us speak about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And on this show, we loved it. Yeah. We thought it was brilliant. And you know what? There was elements of that of that film. And because I don't, I don't even want to say animation. I just think of it as just yeah. like a film. Yeah. You know, it was just visually amazing. It had heart. It had like everything that you want from a superhero movie. Introduces a new character. And there's kind of a little kind of a spin-off thing going on over here now. Tell us about, tell us about this, Deval. Yeah, so the Spider-Verse gates are open. Yeah. The floodgates are open and they can all spill through, you know. But uh, the big news is that there supposedly is going to be a all-female Spider-Verse spin-off wow. created from this. And that includes, or should include, uh, Jessica Drew as Spider-Woman. Right. Uh, Spider-Gwen. Which we saw in... We saw, yeah, that's right. And uh, Cindy Moon, who plays Silk. Right. So these are all different iterations of the Spider character. Sure. They'll all come from different universes, have different, slightly different backgrounds. Yeah. Slightly different powers as well. But they all are unified in that they all have the Spider, you know, person uh, sort of story, I guess. And are, are going to have villains that they're going to fight and so yeah. on. But yeah, I guess, yeah, it'd be interesting to see because we saw... Uh, I think there were, well, I guess mm, there were two female characters in, in, uh, in Spider-Verse. Uh, Spider so we had uh, Spider-Gwen Spider and then we had the the Japanese. The, the future from the 2099 or something, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. She, I guess it's hard to say because she she didn't have powers, is she? She controlled she was the, in the robot. In the robot. Yeah, so it was like a, the robot was intelligent and the robot could, sorry, the spider was intelligent and it could interact with the robot yeah. kind of thing. So. It'd be interesting to see, yeah, some all female uh, leads sure. come together. And I think, I think, I think, you know what, female, male, whatever. But just the characters, I, I like to see how they play out. But yeah. I, think, I think they will be good because Spider Gwen, I think she was one of the best she characters. She was brilliant. Her and the, the the pig one, yeah, I really liked, and, and noir nowhere. as well, and the noir one oh, I liked man, as well. Oh man, that was brilliant. That was Nicolas Cage. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, and he's always been like he uh, he apparently is uh, like a huge comic book fan. Massive, massive. massive. He's going to be Superman. Do you remember? I know. Have you seen know. those pictures? Oh man, it's so weird. <laughs> I'm but, so glad it didn't happen. Yeah, today. it didn't happen exactly. <laughs> but um, so you know, it's good to see that, and also connected to this whole universe. Yeah. Tell us about the Sinister Six. Sinister Six. Yes. So yeah, so uh, big producer from the Sony, uh, I guess Sony Productions uh, has said that Sinister Six is still in the works. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't revealed how far down in the works, but the way they opened it up, or I guess they hinted on it at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm. I think they felt that, do you know what? 
this is a property that we don't want to see just, you know, brushed aside. Yeah. Because Sinister Six are a group of, you know, they all, they, basically, they, they come together. Yeah. First of all, so should we go through them? So, so go, we got, do <laughs> I hope I can remember them, do actually. It, yeah. <laughs> so we've got, okay, so Spider-Man's their enemy. Yeah. So we've got uh, Rhino. Right. Uh, we got uh, Doc Ock. Yep, which we've seen a few times. Yeah, exactly. We've got, uh, what's his name? We're going to see him in Homecoming. Uh, 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 the one with the, 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 the fishbowl on his head. Uh, Mysterio. 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 Yeah, yeah. We've got Scorpio. Right, wow. That's four, isn't it? I'm missing yeah. two. Who's other two? Okay, then we've got... Uh, Oh, is 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 no, who was Paul Giamatti at the end? He was of, Rhino. He, that was, he Rhino, was Rhino, right? Yeah. yeah. And oh, then I think we have uh, the Hobgoblin. I think he may be one of them. Right. Okay. I believe. And then I, who was the one who disappears? Which one disappears? You know, do you remember in the um, in the prison cell? And then he's oh. there, and then he's is, it was Electro. It, sorry, Electro is one Electro, of them. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was him. Right. But okay. Yeah, Electro is one of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Electro is one of them. So we have six like. Villains and villains, yeah, yeah and, and they can interchange. Sometimes they're not always the same ones that, mm. like the ones I mentioned. It may be, it may be someone different. Yeah, uh, but basically these six, like enemies, they they come together yeah. with a unified purpose of destroying Just Spider-Man. Trying to get, take out. It's not Spider-Man. fair though. That, that's that's not good odds. Six, six against, against one. one? But that's mm. where Spider-Man needs his friends. He needs someone like uh, what? What about? Uh, what's Definitely, his name? I mean, he might have to call Iron Man to help him. I or what about? Uh, oh, Shuri. No, I was thinking, who's the one on the um, the flipping uh, on the motorbike, the fire? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. What about Ghost Rider? <laughs> That's the next level, man. Imagine that. Well, it, 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 I Nick, think bringing it back to Nick Cage. It will, yeah. It will look interesting because they're very two different characters. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ghost Rider's a next level. He can he can deal with deal with them all by himself. <laughs> exactly. He's, yeah. he, like, in the Marvel comics, Ghost Rider mad. is mad powerful. Yeah. Like he's just another level of power. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, who owns that one then? That's not that's uh, d- 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 Sony as well, is it? Oh, I don't know. You know, actually, good question. Okay. I think it's Paramount or something. I don't know. All right, but yeah, Nicolas Cage. He's a- he's actually got a tattoo of Ghost Rider on his yeah, leg. Yeah, I know. He I, loves that. He yeah. loves it all, man. This guy. Johnny uh, Blaze. Now let's go a bit darker. Now let's go mm. back to. I'm going to darken the tone with the next few bits exactly. of news here. Mm. Now, were you a fan of parts one and two? I won't reveal the name just yet, but parts one and two. Of this next film that we're talking oh, about. Am I supposed to know? Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. asking. <laughs> Did I see? Okay, so wrapped up in your, in your, <laughs> don't reveal. I was like, oh, what can I say? What can I say? I was a big fan, yeah, basically. Yeah. Big the, fan. The, these films, they basically came out of nowhere. And it was, when I saw the trailer for them, I thought, oh, this is things that we've seen before. But then when I started reading into it, it's about based on true stories. Yeah. You know, a real life couple, they go out and they investigate hauntings they investigate you know possessions and things like that so conjuring part one that was a massive hit then we had like you know this whole conjuring universe we had annabelle annabelle creations conjuring two and mm-hmm. now deval and the nun as well oh, the nun yeah. all right that is probably the misstep <laughs> yeah, yeah for me for me that's probably the misstep in yeah. that whole universe but what would you say now what's coming out now we have the Conjuring 3. Right. And yes. is it what is it stop is it coming out or is it stop filming what, what's going on? It's I believe it's in the in the production process. Right. Uh, okay. It hasn't they haven't wrapped it or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it's happening and right. it's just I mean James Wan and they just oh, they just keep they keep giving us these gems. Yeah. You know, like you said before, but yeah, I mean so uh Part one of The Conjuring was uh, Eden, Eden Lorraine Warren. Is that their yeah, name? that's it. Yeah, so the So it was yeah. about the Amityville, was it? I think Haunting or something like that. Basically yeah. a haunted house. That was a true story. That's what they say. Yeah. Second one was about the Enfield, Enfield Haunting, 
Which is good old blighty. Exactly. Close to where we live. Literally yeah. not far up the road. Yeah, down I'm the road. I'm actually going to... I'm not, I'm not going... I'm, <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm going close to Edmonton, to, oh. to, to Enfield today. Yeah, don't, so man. So I'm going I'm to be careful not to go... Is it Green Street or something? Yeah. I'm staying away. Stay away, man. Uh, and the third one is going to be uh, around a murder trial plot. Mm. So it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to basically be about... Uh, they're going to be the, the child is going to be about uh, a priest and some other people right. who are being accused of using ex- an exorcism to, I guess, exorcise someone. And yeah. obviously, that person maybe has died or something. But you know, it's it's going to be similar to maybe the the haunting of Emily Rose. Emily Rose, yeah, which I think is is a really really, really scary, film, yeah. you know, film. And I won't watch it again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna feature true life actually true life story mm. of uh, a person called ooh, what's his name what's his name is it uh, David Getzel right okay I believe David Getzel uh, and basically yeah so in the 90s, 90s, the 80s somewhere in the 80s basically this person uh, was supposed to have killed uh, people and the trial was made to be called in the media the devil made me do it case because he was saying Jeez. that the devil made him do it. And, you know, he's like, he's basically saying that he was basically, the, 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 he said the spirit was in a little girl oh and the spirit left gosh. the little girl, came into him and made him kill people. It's just, so it's, it's just, just sinister. Yeah. so it's I got the name wrong. The name is, the name of the person that the, the trial is going to be about is Arnie Cheyenne. All oh, right. Okay. Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, 1981 it was, oh that he was charged gosh. with, uh, first degree manslaughter uh, for stabbing his landlord Alan Bono. Uh, so yeah, it's it's real life stuff here. Yeah, man. And you know, this is 1981, and in the case they said it was called "The Devil Made Me Do It." That's what he was saying. So whether you know the media, society see it as ours, bullshit. It's yeah, him yeah, making yeah. an excuse. It's That's just what some he crazy says. guy. Yeah, exactly. Until it can be proved totally false yeah even if there's one percent truth in it yeah it's still some truth exactly exactly so that's all i'm going to say on the matter but i'm, I'm really confident this is going to be a really good film yeah the yeah. conjuring free i think that whole the conjuring films they they have something about them yeah you know with the music and the oh, slow yeah, the slow yeah, camera yeah, movements yeah. oh man yeah yeah so that'll be something to look forward to right okay now you've spoken about us before so this is jordan peele's is, is he is he is it produced or directed Directed oh, yeah. and I think written as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this is his next next kind of uh, production, and it's already gaining a lot a lot of buzz. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and midweek I saw some uh, sort of on set photos of uh, Lupita Nyong'o, my future mm, wife. Yes. And she looks bloodied and battered and yeah. ready to like whoop someone's ass because someone's done something to her. Yeah. So it looks like this film is going to be unleashing some some madness Eerie. in the place yeah yeah exactly also there's a, there's an image of uh four people kind of dressed in like cloaks these mysterious mm. cloaks in the woods right and these cloaks are red like all red cloaks looking really cultish almost yes. and one of them is a is a i think a child and the child has a mask on which is so, creepy like you can't get how much more creepy? On, imagine man. that you're I mean, in the woods on. a child and a cloak Exactly. And got a mask on. The whole family oh, are involved. Gosh. The whole family. So Forget about it. 
you know, we said this is called us. It's going to be about some sort of event where you go there and uninvited guests turn up. I'm not sure exactly what more is going to be happening apart from that. Yeah. But all I know is it's looking like a bloody mess. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked. So it's going to be, be in it. Wilson Duke, both in uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Along with some other really good uh, stars as well are going to be in this one. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this one. Definitely. Out in February, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah. February 2019. Not, not too long. Exactly. Annabelle as well, just want to mention, has wrapped filming. Right. Okay. So, that one is finished. That one is going to be coming out in June 2019. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so it's wrapped. And again, this one looks at the the story of the Annabelle doll. But when it first entered into Lorraine and what's his name? Uh, the, 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 the Warrens. The, yeah, Warrens, the Warrens house, household. basically. Yeah, so because the doll's been there now. Exactly. Throughout. Yeah. But it looks like when it first came there. So they're going to be coming back into it. So Ed, Ed and Lorraine Warren, played yeah. by Patrick Wilson and a firm of... Uh, Vera, Vera Farmiga. For, yeah, exactly. And yeah. we saw Patrick Wilson just recently in Aquaman. In, in Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. So that's the whole James Wan connection. Connection, yeah, yeah. And talking about talking really quickly about Aquaman, actually, I found out during the week that there's some Easter eggs in there. The Annabelle doll is in a scene You're in the back. Kidding me. <laughs> oh my god! Annabelle gosh. doll is in a scene at the back. And there was something in, about an octopus. Playing the drums. Why is that an Easter egg? Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, I don't know about that. But yeah, yeah. I read yeah. Oh, and also that the pilot. There's a scene when this is in the trailer, so it's not spoiler. There's okay. a scene when Aquaman and Mira they're in the desert and they jump out. Yeah, she jumps out first, and he's like, "She hasn't got a she hasn't got a parachute." And he goes, "Redheads, like, oh, exactly." Yeah, I love redheads. Do you, know who, do you know who the pilot was? To our, what, what? Oh my gosh! Okay, James One. What was he first, first, first famous for? Uh, Fast and the Furious. No, way before then. What? No, what? Tell me, I don't know. Saw. Oh my. James One and Lee Winnell both co-wrote and co like. Produced Saw together. Yeah, two thousand and three. This came out. That was him. You know, you know, you know the guy that was in the in the, in the room in Saw. Yeah, there was two men in the, in the room. There was the doctor guy. Yeah, and there was the other guy. That's the other guy. That's the other guy. Oh my god! Co-producer of Saw, who's also worked with James Wan on Sinister yeah. and a lot of other films as well. Wow, man. So yeah, the connections there, man. He's bringing all He's these bringing people all in. These people He's in. bringing them all exactly. in. Exactly. So yeah. All right, so what else have we got? Mm, so next we have uh, Joe Hill. Mm. Joe Hill, does that name ring a bell? Joe Hill. Joe Hill. I know Jonah Hill. <laughs> Joe Hill. I like it. I like it. Joe Hill actually has changed his name. What? He is the son of Stephen King. <laughs> oh, shit, really? Yeah, so whether, is that Stephen King's actual real name? Maybe his name's Stephen Hill. I don't know. Yeah, but who knows? Anyway, Joe Hill is also an author. Mm, exactly. Apple doesn't fall very but, far but from the from tree. tree. Exactly. exactly. But I guess that's a lot of pressure though, man. Yeah. If you're, what... if you're say, you know, you're Joe King, like, just say for example, and you're like, oh, hey, like, you know, who, you know, my dad, Stephen King is like, there's a lot of pressure yeah, on you, exactly. isn't there? Exactly. So he's, he's actually an author. He's bringing out his own material mm. and he wants to do it in his own way, get his own, totally. you know, have his own weight behind it. Yeah. Have his, basically carve out his own career without yeah. having to rely on his father, which is respectable because like is, you said. And Joe, Joe Hill. Exactly. No one will know. But uh, so there's, there's a project that he's working on mm. uh, and it stars uh, Zachary Quinto, who we mm. know from uh, Star Trek Sign and up. Lost, uh, not Lost, sorry, uh, Heroes. Heroes. Heroes, yeah. Uh, it reveals him as a as a soul sucking monster. Oh, mm. and the project's name. Yeah, give me. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a code here, out, but yeah. this this is what it's called. It's not me being funny. Yeah, but I'll spell it out to the, to the listeners. It's N O S four A two. What the hell? And together that spells 
Nosferatu. That's a wicked one. That is brilliant. Nosferatu. That is wicked. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so NOS 4A2. Nosferatu. Who, for the movie geeks out there, will know that was one of the first sort of vampire Dra- like you know iterations yeah. out there isn't it german i think 1922 i believe it was yeah. and there was there was like the film not i think the film's called nosferatu it's like a silent movie yeah yeah, yeah and the yeah. makeup yeah, on yeah, that yeah, thing yeah, yeah. wicked yeah exactly exactly so so yeah so the, the premise is uh zachary quinto's character is a soul-sucking monster who literally to survive his souls sorry he sucks, sucks souls the souls of children oh man yeah and then he's gonna be up against uh a female character sure who has powers to baby but to basically stop him yeah and he, he sees her as you know as his sort of blocker the person yeah. that's going to challenge him to take over not the world but do his you know just basically do his thing and survive yeah she's got to stop him she has a power of opening realms into different universes this is already sounds good man. yeah it's mad it's mad so I, I don't know how this is all going to come together yeah but from what i hear it's out next year oh man yeah. this is going to be good <laughs> so it's, it's a weird one it's monsters it's universes it's dimensions it's yeah. nosferatu it's crazy but yeah look out for that one all right okay now let's bring it back to comic book mm. territory yep what do we have in terms of dc dc so dc are looking to Mm, well, it's, let's just say this is in the works. In DC, sometimes they say this and nothing happens. Yeah, yeah? this is DC we're talking about. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> so DC sometimes just don't. I'm trying to make a little word out of don't, 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 don't show, don't do, don't. What's DC? Don't create. Uh, don't. <laughs> they don't create. Yeah. But yeah, so basically they're looking to. Or they've said they're going to try and produce the Plastic Man. Mm. Plastic Man, like basically like Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Can stretch. Um, you know? Yeah, but hang on. Here's a question: Who came first? Well, this actually, this this iteration came first. This this one came first. This okay. this was around before DC Comics was created. So originally, Plastic Man was created uh, in Quality Comics, right? Okay, which was before DC Comics was created, which I think was in the 40s or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's definitely this could be a 30s production. Wow. Thir- yeah, so 30s. This, this, yeah. This, character's been around for a while been around for a while stretching stretching stretching, stretching yeah uh his powers so his name is patrick o'brien mm. uh patrick o'brien and his powers are stretching uh <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> this is funny uh, well yeah so he can stretch he can he's uh invulnerable to certain attacks yeah from what i also see as well i don't know how this is going to come out but it's meant to be immortal right okay i don't know if it means because he's he's uh he's DNA or molecules stretch so much. Yeah, he can always keep them young. I don't know. He can shape shift. And what about the what about the character that we saw on um, on the Flash just recently? On the oh, that's uh, that's Ralph Digby. Yeah, he's Ralph the Digby. Elongated. Oh man. right, he's the elongated. Yeah, God, they, they, they're the same thing. It's they're the, the same, same thing, thing right? But, but the name is just different. Yeah, different right? characters. Okay. And I think probably they might have slightly slightly different powers. Yeah. But yeah, he's called the Elongated Man, which but, is the I mean, same thing. Just like trying to get that word out, Elongated. Yeah, like, yeah oh, exactly. Shit. Stretchy man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having, having some of those powers, you know. I know. Certain I love times you to like, yeah. make something stretch, stretch just and just convenient. go on. 
for miles. Exactly there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that fix long distance relationships, wouldn't it? <laughs> Imagine just uh, walking down the street, you get some long, like, long wood just stretch past you, like, Whoop, what are you doing? Where do you come from? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Okay, uh, so next we have... Yes, now we've spoken about this TV show. Yeah. And you know what? This is taking a Star Wars um, kind property. of ca- property mm. and taking it out into, uh, you know, the, the TV universe, if you want to call it that. And Jean Favreau has been attached to this. And we've said that uh, Martel Obroy... Martel, oh, Pedro Obrin, Pascal, is that his Pedro, name? Pedro Pascal. I kept forgetting. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Pedro, sorry, Pedro. Lo siento, lo siento. So Pedro Pascal's involved in this. John Favreau. We're talking about the Mandalorians. It's going to come to the small screen. Mm. But tell us about it. What's what's happening? Yes, it's coming to the small screen, but in a very very big way. Mm. Make no mistake, Monsieur, Senor. Yes, yeah, so the Mandalorian basically. They're saying that the series may contain Sabine Wren. Wren. She she was in the animation Star right. Wars Rebels. Which is really good. I think if anyone's interested in Star Wars, yeah, Attack of the Clones. So yeah. the Clone Wars. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was a Clone Wars movie animation. Then Clone Wars series, right? And then Rebels. Really, really, really good. good. Yeah, you mentioned better it. than some of the films. I'd right. say. Okay. Really good. Yeah. But Sabine Wren is a big character in the Rebels Star Wars show, mm-hmm. and she's a Mandalorian. Okay. She walks around with Mandalorian armor, yeah. similar to what, uh, what's his name, Boba uh, Fett. Boba Fett, yeah. Boba Fett walks around in Mandalorian armor. So there's some, some people are saying we might get a bit of Boba Fett or a bit of Boba, I'm not sure which, which Boba is going to be. Yeah. Boba, whatever, yeah. maybe in the Mandalorian series. But Sabine Wren is gangster. Right. She's like Black Widow, Valkyrie, uh, who else is there? All the badass sort of female characters sure. that you can think of in like Marvel and stuff like that. She's like that. Rolled into Doesn't one. mess around. Yeah. Wicked. Really, really powerful character. Uh, and also another bit of news on that is that they've recruited the Black Panther composer, mm. Ludwig Goransson. Right. Gangster. And yeah, you've mentioned, you've mentioned the score on some, some of the stuff that he's done before. Gangster. He's, yeah. he's like, yeah, if, if that is, if that's happening, you won't you won't only just see something great. You're gonna hear, hear it too. something great. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because you know what, the background music is so often forgotten in stuff because you just yeah. think, ah, oh, it's all visuals. But for me, man, you know what, background music is is it makes a it, lot makes it guys out there listening. Do one thing. The next time the next time you watch a film, yeah. First of all, you watch a horror film, mm. mute it you'll find you aren't scared at all. Yeah, you ain't you scared, ain't scared of, of nothing. It's yeah. the music that scares you. Yeah. If you, if you if you mute an action film, it's just nothing. nothing. It's like the sound is what you, you're, you're one of your five senses. Obviously I've got six senses, but <laughs> one of your five senses, you know, like, you just take away one of them and you lose everything. That's it. You know, so. So, yeah. so we want, yeah, appreciate more the music. Yeah. Suckers. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. So now. Benicio del Toro. Where have where was the last time we saw Benicio del Toro? Uh, Sicario two. No, no. Yeah, Sicario two. Sicario two. Yeah. And, and he had a really small part in Infinity War. Infinity yeah. War. Now, what's going on with him? So, <laughs> so on a much lighter note. Yes. <laughs> Dora the Explorer. I still haven't seen this. You know. What the cartoon you mean? Yeah. Why should you? <laughs> no, I mean, like you know. Well, you're going to be watching it soon. Exactly. Because I know that kids love this they stuff. Love, it. love this stuff. They love it. She's a, a Latina sort of explorer. She yeah. goes out and you know explores the world and stuff and teaches kids stuff. Basically, they're, they're creating a film version of this. 
and Benicio del Toro is going to voice Swiper the Fox. Right. I don't know what who that is or what it is. I don't know it's what it fox, is, but, you know, del Toro, is, he's got a bit of a cunning voice, isn't he it? Has, you know? he? His voice has always been a bit like, yeah. kind of thing. I can imagine him being a really good fox. Also, uh, uh, Michael Peña. Mm. That's his name, isn't it? Michael, yeah, Michael Peña. He's going to be in it. And Eva Longorio is also going to be in it We haven't well. seen her in... In a while, yeah. In a while, yeah. So these are all Latino, Latino characters that are going to be in Dora the Explorer. So it keeps... It makes you... They're not... There's no whitewashing here. Yeah. Basically, they're keeping it... They're the, keeping it real. The diversity. This yeah. is what we need. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, did you hear about this? Mm. Netflix. All right. Okay, now... Here's a couple of things. Netflix are losing some big shows, all right? And most notably, the kind of the Marvel stuff. Uh, they'll be kind of like moving on to the, the Disney Plus streaming service and whatnot. So people are probably thinking, damn, man, you know what? That's probably like, you know, a kick in the teeth. They're going to be a chunk of their subscribers or something. No. What Netflix are doing, and I read about this and I was like, shit, they are pumping a mm -hmm. lot of money mm -hmm. into this. They are going to be making, right, ladies and gentlemen, check this out. They're going to be making 90 movies a year, mm -hmm. which is crazy mm -hmm. because you're probably thinking, yeah, 90 movies, but they could be shit. Half of them could be shit. But check this out. 90 movies a year with budgets up to 200 million. 200 million, man. Dollars. That's, that's what big is, bucks. That's mass. That's big that, bucks. That, that's massive, man. And that, that actually takes us on to our, one of our later reviews. Bird Box, which yeah. I saw last night. Oh, did you see it? And yeah, this just this just cements what you just said. Right. Netflix are not ramping. They're not messing around. Lots of movies, some small budgets, some big budgets, but they're going to be putting it out there. Yeah. If you are an actor, actress, trying to get into the game, it looks like the next few years, <laughs> you're going to have something to work on. So... You know, get, get your auditions up. Get into Netflix. I might even start doing it myself, exactly. mate. Exactly. <laughs> Bloody hell, me too. I, I can't, but, can't act for shit, but any, flipping hell, man. I'm sure there's going to be like a, a job for a like, cab driver, Indian cab driver somewhere. <laughs> flipping hell, man. Hello. You could, you could be like that guy that's in, uh, what's his name? He's in, he was in Fear the Walking Dead and that. And he, he's like, he's either like a, a Latino guy. He's a, he's a Middle East guy. guy. Like, you can put him Just in like so many different roles. Produce, he can speak exactly, different languages exactly, as well. So you would be all right, man, honestly. Um, but, and also I'm still holding out. We're still holding out for this diverse uh, superhero. Oh. You know, what was the name that we said? <laughs> What's this again? Bagamji. No, what was oh it? Oh my gosh. What the, oh, <laughs> Our, the, 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 oh the my Indian, gosh. African, yeah. like, you know, superhero <laughs> story. <laughs> Netflix can do it. It's true, do you it. know. Let's make it happen. But you know what? Okay, just quickly on the Netflix thing. You know, Netflix, they do not publish viewership numbers. Oh, is it? No, they do not. So you will never know exactly how many people were watched, how many okay. people watched, for example, Daredevil, mm. how many people watched mm. like Jessica Jones and mm. stuff like that. So it's just something that they don't do. Mm. And then it just makes me think, right, okay, so... You know, there's something behind it. How do they know? Like, you know, what's mm. what's working, what's not working? I don't know. I guess they know. They just they just don't, they want they want the public to know. But I guess, yeah, they know exactly because of the way this is, the system works. It's so in tune. Yeah, and they get the stats straight away compared to obviously box office and so on. But they get the stats, and yeah, I mean that will definitely, uh, I guess, inform the future products that they they produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now you've thrown out some facts and figures mm. there. Tell us what is what's what's this? It relates to that as well, and it's basically that. Uh, uh, the, Basically, the box office compared to online uh, uh, like takings. Yeah. So they're saying that next year in, 20, in 2019, 
online revenues will be 46 million. Mm. Was it billion? It looks probably billion. Yeah, about 46 billion dollars. And compared to 40 million dollars, 40 billion dollars in box office. Yeah. So they're saying that online revenues are going to top box office by 40 billion. Sorry, sorry, by 6 billion. Yeah. So that's very much showing a difference in viewership, uh, I guess, yeah, styles and people people's uh, ways of, of taking in media. A lot, of the, a, lot of, a lot of times these days, people want to stay at home yeah. and, and watch online. And chill. The, I think the, the, the process in which people want to watch films has changed. People don't always want to go out to the cinema. For certain films, you want to go to the cinema, big yeah. movies, big big screen. But the the relationship with with media now has changed. Mm. So the viewing figures these are predicted, by the way. So it may not be the case, but yeah. you know, forty six to forty billion. Yeah. Online and also just on that, TV screens are in the house. I'm talking about TV screens are getting bigger. Mate, you can get like hundred inch televisions now. Mm. Like I'm not joking. It's like you could have like a TV in your room. Five, six people come yeah. over, watch a movie, and it'll be like that yeah. cinema kind of yeah. feeling. Obviously, you're not going to get IMAX level. Cr- Christopher Nolan, he makes like IMAX movies yeah. and yeah. things like that. So those yeah. event films, you're never going to beat, mm. but it's it's catching up. Exactly. Interesting to see. Yeah. Now, um, Keanu Reeves, we've spoken about Keanu Reeves on this show before. He's done a lot of stuff and obviously famous for Bill and Ted's. The Matrix. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of martial arts. He's done other martial arts movies. John Wick. John Wick, which, which are, is part three coming out soon. I yeah, think. Yeah, massive, massive movies. Now, I heard this. I, I kind of wanted to quickly mention it. Uh, you haven't seen Toy Story yet, have you? No, no, I ain't seen a single one. No, you haven't. <laughs> and I came to the whole Toy Story um, party late anyway. So, okay, the, the, these films have been going on for a really, really long time. But Toy Story Four is going to be coming out, and they have roped in. None other than Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. to, to to voice one of the characters. I don't yeah. know who he's got, what he's going to be doing. You know, it could be action type. You know, I can imagine that. You know, he does martial arts yeah. or something like that. You <laughs> never know. So that's going to be interesting. But also, I saw this picture as well. Mm. Now, tell us about this this thing on that's going on online. Yeah, so he's basically keen. Yeah. He's, he's expressed the keenness. Not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, but he's expressed the keenness to play either Wolverine or. The Batman. Now I can see him do. I I could see uh, him playing a version of the Wolverine. Yeah, his his beard and yeah. stuff. He's quite gruffy. And with that cigar. Yeah, like, exactly. You know. Yeah, I don't know if he's got the. I don't know. There's, there's something about Wolverine having the the grit and yeah. the mood and the kind of like like the badassery. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves seems like he's quite polite. Yeah, he, <laughs> and he is in real life. From what he I is, understand. Yeah, from but, what I understand as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can see him. I can see him playing a Wolverine type guy. Mm. You know. Also, I can see him as a Batman. I think I think I probably see his demeanor fitting into more of a Batman mm-hmm. demeanor more than Wolverine. But you, you never know. But you he said he wants know. to do it. Who knows? Let's he see could what bulk happens. Up you know? And like you know, well, this is the thing with um, with Daniel Craig. Mm. Was it Daniel Craig? No, no, sorry, uh, uh, Christian Bale. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, he was in this film called The Machinist. Oh man, he was skinny in that, isn't it? <laughs> Oh. Seriously, to the point where you see his, his ribs, ribs in, yeah. like you know all oh. that stuff, and then he had to bulk up massively mm. to do Batman. Mm. So you know what? When you got the best dietitians and the best nutritionists and the best trainers, mm. bro, man, you can do it. Mm. Seriously, damn. Well, let's see. let's watch this space. Yeah. All right. Okay. And finally, now this caught my eye. <laughs> um, this it's kind of 
it's it's in a way in which it's kind of I don't know whether to laugh or whether to like you know what is my emotion over here, but apparently, uh, a poacher. I don't know where, where, where this was. I think it's Missouri in Missouri America. in America. I could be wrong right. with the states, but it's definitely America. Right. So yeah. a poacher in America was forced to watch. Now check this out, folks. Was forced to watch Bambi to try and see the error of his ways. Yeah. Now, where, what is going on over here, Duval? What's it, going it's on? It's a madness. And when I first saw the, the headline, I thought, what is what? going on here? I've got, I've got to read more into this. Exactly. So basically, uh, a poacher who was responsible for, they basically monitored him for, I think, over about a year's period. And, uh, well, they found out basically that he'd been poaching for over a year in which he was killing deers Mm. And uh, obviously, you know, selling them as trophies, which is very bad. Yeah. And he was caught. He was arrested. Uh, him and two other people. And he is being. He's in prison now. He's been imprisoned. So he's in, his, his jail sentence or prison sentence is for one year. And for that one year, uh, from what what's being told is that he will be watching Bambi. I don't think it's actually that bad. You know, he's actually watching Bambi once a month. I mean... For the year. That's only 12 times. I know. And if he gets released early on good behaviour, that's what? nothing. It's nothing. I thought it'd be at least like every day, day. or a week, but once a month, it's is nothing. I think that's actually not... A walk in I the mean, park. I do understand. I do like the fact that they, they've, they've introduced this. Yeah. Because Bambi, uh, was he 19... Oh, no, it's a 1920 something, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney. And uh, it's a really lovely story about, you know, the, you know, the, the Bambi, which is a deer, baby deer. Yeah. And, but the, one of the saddest moments in the film is when Bambi's mum is killed by a, a hunter. Yeah. And, you know, you get... That's something that, you know, Disney doesn't really show that kind of, mm. you know, portray that kind of hurt and yeah. sadness, but they do. And... You know, I think they, they, the the prison system or whoever the judge is has said, yeah, this person needs to see this from a point of view that is the most basic. And I get the idea, but I think it's, I think it's too lenient. I think yeah, the person I, should be watching it every single day exactly. until it drives them crazy. crazy. Yeah, crazy. That literally. is the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I had their eyes like forced open. <laughs> yeah, like, you in know, a clockwork orange. <laughs> yeah, just watching Bambi, Bambi, Bambi. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is your movie lot, your movie news. Let us move on to the box office top 10 and sitting in, oh, God, it's, I can't believe it's still in the top 10, though. Uh, it's done <laughs> terrible. This film has done really it's still poor. There. Yeah, it's at number 10, but they spent so much money on this movie and it's only brought in. According to the figures, 2.6 million. This is a Robin Hood at number 10. Now, make of that what you will, folks. Mm. I mean, we people got bored. They switched okay. off. They like, you know. So, for, so, so um, let's have a look. Let us have a look at what is at number eight. Okay. This is a film that you watched. Sorry to bother you. Yep. Yeah, still there, number eight. I'm glad to see it there. Uh, I was, I thought it was going to leave by this time, but it's still hanging in there. And I think maybe word of mouth has helped this film to survive. But you know. Actually, sorry, you know what? I just totally missed number nine. I know you did. I, I just thought you were missing it on purpose. <laughs> sorry, I just right. totally missed that. Uh, sorry, folks. Number nine was Event Cinema, Nutcracker. Yeah. Right. And then number eight was... Uh, sorry to bother you. Yep. So yeah. So yeah. Again, like I said, it's it's a good, great film. 
Uh, not going to do well in the box office, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it should be, should be, much, should be much higher. It should be. Mm. Uh, in at number seven is The Old Man and the Gun. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch this one. I'm not sure if you did either. No, I didn't. I'm not going to as well. Okay. Uh, if you have, if anyone has seen it, let us know. <laughs> um, I haven't seen number six, which is Nativity Rocks. Nope. No. Neither have I. Not gonna. Uh, I saw number five, which is Bohemian. I still need Ra- to see it. Yeah, it's good. It's, it. it's worth a watch, mate. It's worth a watch. And it's still in the top 10. I can't mm. believe it's still in the top 10. So number five is Bohemian Rhapsody, yep. uh, which is great. Number four is Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this. I haven't seen the one before or I fell asleep uh, with the one before. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to watch this. Creed 2 is at number three, which we watched and we, yeah, we loved it. Uh, there's a nice little bit at the end uh, with <laughs> no, 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 there's not. Um, so that was like number number three. And someone I read a review somewhere, and I kind of kind of agree with it. It was they thought it was a, a really good film. It was more of a Rocky film than a Creed film. Do you get that analysis? Mm. I guess I can see where they're going with it because obviously you got Drago in there and yeah and stuff like that, and and, and you got the whole thing of. Winning, losing, and winning. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, typical yeah, of like Rocky yeah. films. Like, you know, I get yeah. that. But I still think that there is more, there's, there's more heart in this film than yeah. a typical Rocky yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So go out and watch it if you haven't seen it. Uh, number two, which is The Grinch. And it's taken a lot of money. Kids are going to be watching mm. it. You know, they're going to be, they're off on holiday now. So I'm sure that'll probably, you know, move up a bit. And the UK's number one film is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Wreck-It Ralph. You sure did. Yep. Great And film. yeah, you saw that. And if you want to listen to our review of that, go check out last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, so what do we have out on Blu-ray? We've got quite a few, you know. Yeah. I'm going to sort of whiz through them. I'm not going to too much uh, on these ones. But yeah, first of all, we've got the Black Black Klansman, which, which we, came out, I think, in April. Good yeah, film, actually. Really really good I, film. I think I saw it twice in the cinema. Yeah, liked it. Good film. Uh, then we've got The Spy Who Dumped Me. I saw this one and it was and and, and I didn't you know, see it. The, yeah, the the thing is, it's the the title is a misnomer because it's called the spy who dumped me, but um, she's the one who dumps him. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, that's bullshit. Exactly. Okay. So forget <laughs> that one. Yeah, and then uh, the next film I saw this in the in cinema. <laughs> Slender Man. Went to go see it, and I Slender Man. <laughs> I was like, nah, yeah. this film didn't scare me. It, it it was too slender. It needed, it needed more meat. <laughs> needed more meat it needed on that more one. Meats, yeah. yeah, and the, and the build up to this film was big. Yeah, and I, I, I basically yeah. I didn't watch it after this. Don't wait. Don't waste your time, man. Yeah, uh, and then we've got uh, Yardi, which I saw, which was it's Idris Elba's direct mm. directorial debut. Interesting story based on a book, which was really big in the nineties, mm. and you know it's Idris doing his thing, and it's like you know shining a light on a period in in British, uh, you know, culture, history. Mm. And, you know, I, I guess probably some of this stuff probably probably goes on, still goes on. But mm. it's interesting to see that take on it. Yeah. Um, and it's got good acting. Yeah, good film. Yeah, good film. Uh, next one, Happy Time Murders. I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't know what can be happy about murders. murders. Having a happy time doing them. I don't know. It's meant to be some sort of a, like... Uh, uh, joke, the, joke on a real, on a real, real sort of life series of events. I think uh, you know some what? sort of serial killer is it or something no, like that? No, no, it's the um, not not Fraggle Rock. What's the Muppets? The Muppets. Yeah, it's basically the Muppets, but X-rated. 
Oh, is it? Yeah, where okay. they're swearing. There's a lot, apparently, the reason why this caught my eye was, I, I didn't see it, but it caught my eye because it's, it's the Muppets, mm. like on like drugs, basically. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Is it Melissa McCarthy in it as well? Melissa McCarthy, one? yeah. So okay. if you love your Muppets and you want to see a bit of kind of yeah. R-rated. Uh, now, Black 47, I didn't mm. see this, but you did, right? I didn't see it as well, no. but it's out. And from what I hear, it's a good film, you know? Okay. It's about uh, an Irish uh, soldier, or an Irish, pers- Irish person who goes to fight for the British army. Uh, he understands back in Ireland, there's a massive famine. So he goes back home to Ireland and he leaves his post, goes back home and realises that shit has hit the fan at home. Mm. And he's literally, his family, one of his family members are dead and they're just like starving and it's it's crazy. And he needs to fight basically to save, save what's left of his family. Yeah. And I hear it's quite, it's quite grim, this film. So yeah, Black 47 is supposed to be an all right film actually. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, go check those movies out if you haven't. Let us yes. know what you think. Um, now, what have we got that's new on streaming mm. or on trailers? So, Christmas Day, Christmas Day, new on Netflix. We have the one and only Avengers Infinity War. It had to happen. Had exactly. to happen. Exactly. So, that's going to be a massive one. That's going to get streamed to death, death. over Christmas. Yeah. And then uh, on Hulu, we have Iron Man 2. Wow. It's mm. like... There's a lot of this kind of... Because um, I think Netflix have got Iron Man on there, right? I think so, yeah, I think so. It's just kind of another way for Disney to kind of push it out, yeah. marvel their, yeah. one of their products. Exactly. And then Netflix, as we're going to speak later on, uh, Bird Box has come out this week. Yeah. So go watch that. We'll talk about it a bit later. Yep, okay. Uh, on Amazon, Hereditary. Hereditary. That comes out Christmas Day, I believe. Yep. I'm going to give this a second view. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I'm going to cool, watch this. Cool. I'm going to watch this one again. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I want yeah. There's, there's going to be things in it that I probably didn't pick up the first time. Oh, yeah, they will. So, for I'll, sure. yeah, I'll watch this one again. For sure. And then for trailers now, first trailer we have is Hellboy. Yeah. Have you seen the Hellboy trailer? I have not seen it. It's this. all right, you know. Is it's it? It's all right. I must say, it kind of looks like it's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more comedy that sort of looks like they've, they've, they've uh, introduced into it. Right, okay. Uh, yes, it has its dark tone as obviously Hellboy and monsters and stuff like that. It's got it, yeah. But the comedy's there, man. There's a scene where they go into this place. I think it's like their, their, uh, like their base or something like that. And uh, for anyone that watches EastEnders, <laughs> Mo from EastEnders, he's actually Gary Oldman's sister. Oh. She's like there on reception or something and she's letting off shots, shotgun. Really? It's crazy. And oh, it's like, okay. you can just see this comedy in this film. Okay. Uh, he's, he's part of the crew. I think they're, they're part of the paranormal investigation right. unit or something like that. And uh, yeah, the, the, like, it just looks funny. And also the villain is going to be our friend from Resident Evil and uh, the upcoming Monster Hunter, Mila Jojovich. Oh, had to get a name in. Had to get in. Yes, Mila Jojovich. And, and, and David Harbour, who's the who's the new Hellboy. Yeah. How does he? What, what's he looks he like? alright. Yeah, it doesn't look much much different to to your friend Ron. Ron yeah, Perlman. exactly. Yeah. They, they look similar. Big big trench coat. Yeah. Chest out. You got his big gun with like six golden bullets or whatever it is. He's got yeah. his big hand. He looks like Hellboy. Okay. And the world looks, it's, it's mostly in London, actually. Oh, Yeah, it's mostly in London or maybe Europe, I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of the cast from what I see have got London accents or right. British accents. British so, accents, yeah. Yeah, it looks interesting. And uh, like I say, there's a lot of comedy in there. Uh, lots of the monsters and stuff. From what I understand is that the premise is on the old King Arthur type 
story. Mm-hmm. So I believe Hellboy is somehow related to the King Arthur. Oh, wow. Yeah, the King Arthur story. And uh, he is obviously, his lineage is the sword and the stone type thing. Yeah. And I think there's some sort of weapon that maybe only he, he can wield wow. because he's got the bloodline. And uh, Mila Jojovic's character is like, like England's most powerful witch. Yeah. She's the big bad. Right. So it's going to be somehow them against her. She's going to have a witchcraft power. She's going to be able to conjure up monsters. And yeah. He's got to try and fight, fight them. And yeah. he, he's got his crew. She's got her crew and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to it's see be good. how they clash. But yeah, it looks, it looks good. I yeah. must say the trailer looks fun. Okay. It looks watches. fun. looks fun. All right, so that's good. And a film that we spoke about uh, not uh, not too long ago, actually. Mm. This is uh, Thor and uh, Valkyrie yes. teaming up yeah. for Men in Black. Men in Black International. Mm. Yeah, so this trailer, again, looks like a whole load of fun. Have you, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. I've not seen it. No, you know I've not seen it. I'm watch not them all, it. Watch yeah. them all at the same time. You, yeah. you have a lot, lot, lot of fun. But So the trailer looks like... Uh, Thor is like he's basically also just just to say this carries on from all the other men in blacks it's not a, a reboot right so in within the trailer you'll see you'll see the fact that Will Smith and Josh Brolin and and uh what's his name Tommy Lee Jones Tommy Lee Jones uh yeah Tommy, yeah, Lee, Tommy Jones. Lee Jones you can see that they were all part of the history oh, okay and this just sort of carries on so uh, Liam Neeson's in it as well oh so I think Liam Neeson's oh, well, like the senior you. men in black person. Right, okay. You've got uh, Thor, Chris Hemsworth, who is almost like the Will Smith type character, I think. Sure, but yeah. he's got a bit more experience. Right. And then uh, Tessa Thompson, she sort of comes into it from like a conspiracy theorist type person. Mm. So, so she's been looking for the men in black for like 20 years, she right. says. She finds them and earns her way into the black suit. Wow. You know, so she earns that and becomes obviously Chris Hemsworth's partner. They go around doing their thing. Yeah. It shows a few of her sort of gadgets they use. It shows that same little gun Will Smith had. Okay, yeah. And uh, it shows the same red button in the car that makes the car go crazy. There's a few things that it sort of makes sure, it sort of makes sure that you get that it's, it's, a, it's a continuation. Right, There's yeah. a few, a so few it's like nods similarities, the, exactly. Yeah. And there's one part of the, of the trailer that's really funny towards the end of the trailer, really mm-hmm. funny. Uh, where, <laughs> it's funny actually, Chris Hemsworth, when <laughs> he's got this hammer in his hand. Oh, God. It's like a little hammer. Yeah. And he throws it at this creature and the creature catches it. And he's like, oh, good catch. <laughs> There's like, they're, they're basically... In joke. Yeah, yeah. Of, of Thor. Of Thor, and, yeah. wicked. It's basically a direct copycat of the scene where he Weird. throws his hammer to Hela and yeah. she catches it yeah. and then destroys, and the destroys hammer. it, yeah. Same sort of scene like wicked. that. Wicked. So I'm not sure if they maybe asked Marvel for permission or yeah. whatever, I'm not sure. I mean, if you've got Chris Hemsworth, I mean, you're going to... Yeah, you got to make fun of that. Exactly, so. yeah. So yeah, the trailer looks fun. Looks like a lot of fun. So that's out in... I believe June, in June next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've got a bit, bit of time for that left. Yeah. Yet. And talking to Will Smith. <clears throat> yes, Aladdin. He Aladdin. is back. Mm-hmm. So for this one, I've seen the teaser trailer. Yes. And the teaser trailer, uh, sort of, I guess, just teases the. A lot of it's uh, audio rather than visual, but uh, it teases the obviously Aladdin, Jafar as like a ominous, you know, uh, baddie in it. Mm. Uh, and, and obviously the Princess Jasmine as well. Yes. So I think those are the main characters you sort of see or hear. But then there's some uh, pictures that have come out about uh, that shows Princess Jasmine, Aladdin, and the genie Will Smith. 
and he's got his sort of genie beard. Right. He's got the genie hair. Yeah. And uh, he's not blue. Okay. So then there was a bit of controversy about that. Because of, yeah. And then he, he came out and said, don't worry, I'm going to be blue. That, oh. He's going to be blue. Oh, yeah. he's going to be blue. He is going to be blue. Right, okay. Yeah, so he's going to be looking, looking a bit like an avatar. Okay. A little bit, or Smurf. Because I thought they would have just gone with... Like normal skin. Yeah. Kind of. Now he's going to be blue. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, he's going to be blue, so... Yeah, so that's how, again, in summer, not sure when it is. Yeah, but it's gonna I mean, be, that's going to be, be a big summer. Film. Yeah, so we've not seen the full trailer yet, but I, I can imagine that's not going to be too far away. Mm, that'll be coming. So. There's one, there's one uh, TV show that I want to kind of highlight and I want you to check out the trailer for. This is a TV show which is coming out in America and it'll be come out, it'll be bought over here by like, you know, Sky or something like that. It's called Godfather of Harlem. Oh, yeah. Stars Forrest Whitaker. Okay. And it's a TV show. And, you know, do you remember the film um, with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe with the gangster? The gangsters? Was it? I ga- think I remember. I've not it's seen it. Directed by film. Ridley Scott. Oh, I think I, I know what film we're talking about. Don't know the title, but. All right. Well, this Godfather of Harlem. Stars uh, Forrest Whitaker and he plays a, it's based on a true story. And okay. he plays a crime boss called Bumpy Johnson. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bumpy Johnson. Check this out, right? So this is set in the, um, in the 50s and 60s. So you've got a character like Bumpy Johnson, this, this, this gangster from Harlem, but also featuring in this TV show is Malcolm X. Oh. Yeah. So it's a kind of a... Uh, a political, oh. uh, you've got the political aspect of having Malcolm X in here. You've got this crime kind of, I mean, I'm trying to think, f- remember what that film was, Gangster Number One? No, no, that no, that doesn't, that, that that's not it. I'll find it for you soon. Yeah, find, find <laughs> it for me whilst I'm like, you know, you know, babbling on over here. But basically it's, um, it's an American dream idea where, you know, well, American what? gangster, American gangster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it'll, it's, it's cross between like say Malcolm X and American gangster. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you've got those two worlds and I just saw it and I saw the kind of like, you know, some behind the scenes and it looks really interesting. I just thought, you know what, when this comes out, it's going to have the political angle to it. It's going to have the whole mm. thing about the ra- race. It's going to have like, you know, in America, you have this American dream about getting rich and, you know, taking what's yours. But at the same side of that, you have the kind of political side of like, you know what, you got to fight for what's right. You got to fight, you got to do things in the correct way. Mm. You got to stand up Mm. and believe in what you believe in. So these two worlds, the criminal world and the political world, Malcolm X and this bumpy Johnson guy, I think it's going to be good. And it's called the Godfather of Harlem. Now, Mm. who is the Godfather? Is it Malcolm X? Is it bumpy? Who knows? But I guess we'll find out. We sure will find out. Uh, So yeah, that's, uh, that's what's coming up. Nice one. Cool. All right. So now, anniversary corner, ladies and gentlemen. And just to let you know, in case you already don't, this is a section of the show where we bring you five movies which are uh, 30 years old, 25, 20, 15, and 10 years. All right. And we think that they're great movies that you should go out and watch. And the anniversary is coming up. So go check them out again if you haven't. Now... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what can we say about what this? What can we say? Last week we had Dark Knight, 10 years. This week? Iron Man. Oh, yeah, Exactly. And I actually saw a bit of this film last night, actually. Yeah. It was on TV and, and I saw it. Oh, has it aged well? 
It has aged well. Yeah, it has Especially, aged very well. And the graphics. Well. The graphics. <laughs> the, graf- <laughs> the graphics have aged very well. Yeah, yeah. it is, isn't it? And I'll always remember the, the final scene, the end scene, which yeah. I love. Oh, With man. The that- Mungo, you mean? Or... Which, which end? Oh, you mean the end credits? The, the, oh, okay, you know, okay, you know okay. where okay. he's like, "Hey, you're probably wondering, like, you oh, know, whether or not I'm okay, Iron Man." Okay, and and yeah. he looks down and yeah. goes, "Yeah, I, I am. am Iron Man, yeah. I am Iron Man. <laughs> I love that." And then it yeah. just stops. If you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, where the hell have you been hiding? Yeah, ten years. Ten years. It's been great film. The story as well. I mean, the actual story as well is quite a good great. story. Obviously, he, you know, he nearly dies, finds himself in a cave, fights his way out of there. You know, advances what he, uh, he the, the the robot he made in the cave. He's you know, dramatically improves on it, mm. becomes, finds a reason to become and to to fight for something that he believes in. Yeah, and then he has to overcome an, an enemy and you know, and then yeah, announce himself to the world. Yeah, and obviously we get announced that this is more than just him. Yeah. You know, Nick Nick Fury comes at the end of it and says Avengers and then yeah. people are going crazy. Madness. Imagine, I mean, I can't even remember when it, like that feeling when you first heard Avengers are like, yeah. oh shit. shit. Oh shit. I mean, it's good enough, just Iron Man, but yeah. oh shit, you're giving us Avengers too. And you got to give them props for bringing up a character because Iron Man wasn't like the, the huge, like, you know, the big, big, big character that, you know, no. Spider-Man, like, you know, some of the other guys. So they've taken this person and also probably because they they had lucky they had the rights to this mm. that they could bring him to the film. They brought him to the screen. It was a massive hit, a massive gamble. Massive gamble because at the time Robert Downey Jr. was he was not so, not long out of his his rehab. rehab and prison and stuff like that. And you know it was a big gamble because it could have just if, it, if that didn't work, mm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe wouldn't be the same. Yeah. And again, John Favreau directed it, who's you know onto really good stuff at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, I mean you're right. You're you're definitely right on that one. And this kickstarted what mm. we're seeing, like phase one, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah. Oof, yeah, this is it. This is it. All right. I mean we can go on f- uh, for mm. for ages on this. Now, okay, a film from 15 years ago. Now, mm-hmm. do you remember this one? Do you know what? <laughs> you haven't seen it, have you? I haven't seen it all the way through. Okay, bits and bobs. <laughs> I've seen bits and bobs when I've been forced to yeah. watch it. No, I I included this one because <laughs> obviously it's Christmas. Oh, is it a Christmas film? It's a Christmas film. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah, Christmas yeah. movie as well. And I swear everyone's in this film, isn't it? The, you know what? The Walking Dead guys in it. Liam Neeson's <laughs> I, in it. The Beast the is in it. The young, the young Beast. Exactly. Um, the guy from um, from Game of Thrones. Guy. You know the the kid from uh, is it Joe? No, what's his name? You know he goes off with Bran Stark and they go off. Yeah. And they 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 see the um, they go off on their little journey. What kid? You mean uh, uh, Brand, Brand, Brand Stark? The one that's in, in like the wheelchair type thing? Yeah, and then they, there's another kid with them and a girl. Oh, oh, oh yes, you mean uh, Haylon Reed? Haylon Reed or what his name it, is? Yeah. yeah, that's him. He's oh, the kid. He's in, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, he's okay. A, he's in this as well. Haylon Reed, I think. He's a Reed. Yeah, he's the one that... Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a power of some sort of yeah, gift can, as well to control can, the animals. Can walk, he can, was it walk? Walk. He can walk, walk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Right. He's in this film uh, This film as well. He was in I, Harry Potter as well, was he? I think, I think so. Something possibly, like possibly. Um, so many people in this movie and it's Love Actually. Mm. And a lot oh, yeah, of... yeah, we should mention the name, shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> we should mention the name. But uh, I, I included this because I looked at it and I thought, what? It's already been 15 years. Mm. And they show this film every single time. Do they? Yeah. Oh this seriously, they show it all the time. I've just got to say one thing. There's one scene in here which 
whenever this film comes on, I have to watch this scene, right? So it's got um, Hugh Grant okay. plays the prime minister and he's at number 10 Downing Street and there's this song. It's, um, I can't remember the name of the song. It's some, some girl, some girl band song comes on. He thinks he's all alone in the house and he starts dancing and the dance that he pulls up is the only type of dance that a white middle-class guy could yeah. ever pull off. It's so cheesy, so cringy. And there's someone watching him all oh, the way there? through, right? And the way he just stops dancing when he finds out when he's been oh rumbled, it's the funniest bit in the film. You've got to watch it just for that. But also because, yeah, you know what? It's Christmas. Mm, Why yeah. not? All right. So that was 2003. That was Love Actually. Now, this movie is a cult classic. Have you, have you, have you watched this I've, film? You know what? I've been... Should I say something? I'm still trying to get hold of the bloody damn movie. Okay. I, I tried to watch it once and it boggled my mind. I'm yeah, not going to lie. It's so crazy. It's about a guy who, who finds he's quite that, alone. I mean, he finds a, an equation or something or some sort to, with, to, of The meaning of life. Yeah. And uh, I think through that, sorry, the film's called Pi. Yeah, sorry, it's called Pi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> P.I. Yeah. Came out in tw- uh, 1998. Black and white, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so. And... As soon as I started kind of reading up on this, I was like, damn, I want to watch this. Yeah. And you know what? I had a look on Netflix. I had a look on Amazon. I had a look nah. on all these things, right? Listen, it's not on there. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure even if it's on uh, on Google Play. I'm not sure. Is it? Okay. I'm sure I can find it if, if, if it needs to be found. Yeah. Yeah, Defo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. my birdies to find it. Yeah. So that's Pi at 20 years. And so I married an axe murderer. Yes. <laughs> now, is this, <laughs> now, is this Kim, Kim Basinger? No, it's uh, it's uh, you're, you're, you, oh, what film? What film are you referring to? You're thinking of oh, my, okay. Anyway, this film is yeah. Mike, Michael Myers. Okay, right. That's okay, where he, he meets someone. He like, falls in love with her, uh, introduces her to his parents, <laughs> and it turns out she's the sort of the serial killer that everyone's been looking for, <laughs> an axe murderer. And yeah. if he finds out when it's too late, he's married right. her. Yeah, but it's not Kim Basinger. Okay, the film you're talking about is the one with. Oh man, my head's gone crazy now. Yeah. But it's the one where she's with such. She, she, is she an alien or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum is an alien something, or something. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I, I think you're thinking of a different film. Yeah. But yeah, it's in that sort of era, I think it is. Yeah. But yeah, so Sarah Murray, the next murderer, 25 years old, Mike Myers. Wow, Mike Myers, so, man. Like 1993. When did the first Austin Powers come out? Was that 97? Yeah, around about the time. I know. And then time Wayne's is, time were, is I, flying, man. And this Wayne's World was must have been around about the same time. Yeah, Wayne's yeah, World. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He was most recently in Bohemian Rhapsody. He's quite, in it? He's quite. He's really oh, funny. Okay. He, he plays a record producer in Bohemian oh, Rhapsody. Okay, okay. And he's quite funny. Okay. Again, British accent. He does it all really, yeah, yeah. really, really well. Does he sound a bit Austin Powers? He does. <laughs> no, he's not really. No, but uh, he's got some good one liners in he's there. He's a bit of a nut. Remember he, when, when he's he came? Crazy. He, he showed up in. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. I was like, what's he doing? Yeah, he was in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, So that was 25 years ago. And this one, you're going to have to juggle. I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue, too. Well, I've got a bit of a clue. I put it on here for a reason, actually. Yeah. Because in the cinemas during Christmas, or just after Christmas, I think, there's going to be a film with Will Farrell and John. C. Riley. The Sherlock Holmes one. Yeah, Holmes and Watson, I think it's called. Is that what it's called? Is this a sh- is this, this a sh- is like a Sherlock Holmes film? Right, so okay. without a clue, it stars uh, our old EastEnder. What's his name? Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine and Ben Kingsley. Right, and right. It's, it's basically the film's about uh, basically everyone thinks Sherlock Holmes is the mastermind <laughs> when really he's not. It's, it's Watson. Just an idiot. Yeah, oh, okay. it's Watson. 
So basically they find uh, a, what happens, to, what happens to Sherlock Holmes? I think he goes, does he go missing? Or basically they, he finds out that Sherlock Holmes doesn't know what he's talking about. So they find someone who's an actor that can play Sherlock Holmes <laughs> and <laughs> pretending there's what he's talking about. But really it's Watson who's solving all the mysteries and who is the mastermind behind, you know, uh, yeah, the reputation that Sherlock Holmes has carved out for himself. Right. But really and truly, Sherlock Holmes is without a clue. And Sherlock Holmes is played by Michael... Michael... My, Michael Caine. Michael... My name is Michael Caine. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. And that yeah. ties in with the whole kind of Sherlock Holmes yeah, thing coming out of the cinema right there. now. Yeah, exactly. Just, just to rewind a bit, Pi is directed by Darren Aronofsky. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Darren mother. Aron- yeah, mother. Mother recently, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. So it's kind of a bit of a mind... Mm. A mind shag. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Anniversary Corner. Some really good films in there. Go check them out. And now let's have a look at film reviews. Now we've got we've got uh, quite a few to get through over here. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a few. Uh, four films actually. Uh, I might glean over one of them. Now, <laughs> I'm, let's start off with this one film because I'm quite eager to speak about this film. Now, I <laughs> haven't been, or I'm not a massive, massive feel, um, fan of the film Transformers. Okay. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think they, they they let me down like so many, so many times, you know, for the first one. Yeah, there's individual bits in there, which I could say, oh, yeah, that looks yeah, visually yeah. stunning and that bit was really funny and that bit was really cool. But on the whole, I would leave the cinema and I would be like, oh gosh, man, no, mm. no, 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 no. So when I saw the trailer for bumblebee i was like you know what i haven't got big i haven't got high expectations i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna watch it because you know what i'm gonna get let down and you know that is what i was expecting so to my surprise i walked (laughs) out of this cinema and i walked out with a massive smile on my face man i really 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 liked it and i gotta say one thing i was I, I, I like the kind of the bits where it was, you know, where they had the action, for the fight scenes. I thought, oh, mm. that was interesting. I yeah, thought that was yeah, quite good yeah. as well. And normally with that, all that stuff that's going on, I'm like, oh God, sometimes it can look a bit boring. However, I'm telling you, man, I'm giving this film a flipping thumbs up yeah. because I just loved everything about it. She, that I think her name is Hayley or Hayley, no, Hayley Steinfield, I think her name is. Okay. I thought she was brilliant in this. It's like kind, kind of like a coming of age like, you know, she's got a chip on her shoulder. She's upset with everyone. She's pissed off with her mum. Mm. And, you know, she kind of feels like as if she doesn't fit in this world. And then lo and behold, she meets and she comes across uh, a transformer. Yep. And then they strike up this converse, uh, uh, they strike up this relationship and they become really, really close. And you know what? I just thought these, this reminds me of kind of like the 80s, like John Hughes films. Okay. You know, where, you know, there's a lot of teen angst. There's a lot of kind of anger towards people around you. There's a, a there's anger towards the world around mm. you. And, you know, she strikes up this friendship. And I thought, you know what? This is brilliant. The scenes that they had together, they were funny. You know, where she's trying to teach him how to kind of hide. And, you know, there was a lot of kind of comical moments in there. And it needed to be funny when it was funny. It had the action set pieces when it needed to be uh, you know, actually, mm-hmm. it had Angela Bassett. She played one of the one of the um, Decepticons. 
Is it? She played one of the Decepticons. Oh, I know which one she was. Yeah. She was the... Yeah, the, the bad... The, the, bad the, uh, the main bad yeah. uh, lady And one. I just thought that was like really, really cool. Oh. And, you know, um, you know, it's got a bit of a love interest in there, but that wasn't the focus. Mm, like, you mm. know, it wasn't like, oh, a girl has to, you know, yeah. find love. No. Yeah. Not at all. I think it, was, it passed a... a a Bechdel test. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's, it's about girl finding her way in life and about, you know, being strong and, you know, um, you know, being this, the, you know, being a strong woman, a strong girl and mm. kind of like, you know, taking charge of what's going on. John Senna, I thought he was like over, way, way, way over the top, but he actually did provide the comic elements and I yeah, thought he was yeah. quite funny. At points he was, yeah. He was, yeah. He's, he's getting to be a really good actor, you know, You know what, actually. his trajectory now, yeah. I think it's going to be kind of like yeah. on the way of you, The you, Rock. You've got to watch him in Blockers. I've heard. Blockers good, is really good. Only good stuff about that. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that about the trajectory in The Rock because recently he uh, issued a, a public apology to The Who? Rock. John Cena. Uh, what? Why? Because back in the day, I think he blasted The Rock's uh, sort of jump from wrestling to acting. To acting, right. He sort of blasted it a bit. And he's actually uh, publicly apologised now to say... Because now he knows. Yeah, he understands what it takes, how hard it is and stuff. So I think now he respects it a bit more, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. it's funny you say that, actually. But yeah, yeah he actually apologised. But I mean, you know, so th there's a lot of stuff in this film. So people... So who love the Transformers movie, I think they will enjoy a lot of this sort of stuff. You know, Bumblebee is a character, you know, really, really loved. And, you know, the whole thing about losing his voice, because remember, we saw that in um, in the next, in Transformers 1, yeah. the first one. Yeah. So then now we get to find out how he loses his voice box and how he's able to communicate using the radio. Yeah. You find out how he jumps from, uh, how he ends up in a Camaro, yellow Camaro as well, which I thought that ties in with the whole kind of Transformers universe. You know, so there was a lot, a lot of stuff going in, but I particularly like the stuff where she's just finding her feet, you know, where she's trying to, you know, there's a bit, there's a bit of sadness in her life where something happened, you know, with her dad and she's trying to reconcile with that as well. Okay. I, you know what? I got to say, I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Shoot. What do you think? No, I, I, I have to agree. I did. I did. Uh, my expectations were just like, okay, whatever. Let's, let's see what happens. But yeah. I did enjoy uh, the intimacy behind yeah. uh, sort of Bumblebee and the the lead character, and just how they found themselves, how she found herself as a person because she's coming coming of age. I think she's like. Like 16, 16 or something 17, or something, something like, like that yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got her issues with maybe what her, her work and school and stuff like that bullies and all that kind of thing and then bumblebee as well he's also trying to find himself yeah so they're both trying to find themselves but also i do like the i did like a lot actually even though it's quite a small bit but i did like a lot the section that we got from cybertron because we hardly see cybertron yeah so we got to see a bit of cybertron in the beginning days and see where it fits into the chronology of Transformers. Because yep. I was thinking, how is this going to work with what we've seen so far? And it does fit in. And no spoilers, but from beginning to end, you'll see why this Bumblebee looks the way it is and mm. why in the, the sort of 2007 version, it looks that way. But it does fit in, yeah. which I think was a nice touch. Uh, but yeah, no, I do... Yeah, I did like it. I did like it. There's a lot of comedic elements uh, from the family, her little yeah. brother, yeah. Uh, the parents as well, because obviously she's a, 
I think her her dad passed away. Yeah. And then the mum has found a new partner. Yeah. She's not really gelling with him, but he's trying to do his best. And it shows that uh, sort of uh, dichotomy. Mm. <laughs> dichotomy. Uh, but just, yeah, it's just, yeah. And Bumblebee is just a kid, basically. Yeah. Uh, com- compared to the other Transformers and his mental age almost fits hers. Yeah. Because she tells him, she asks him to do simple things. He doesn't really do it properly because he doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, it's a nice film. It nice was. touching film. And uh, the graphics were good. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that <laughs> Bumblebee didn't look too shiny. No. He looked like, like the, the finish was like a matte finish. Yeah. So it made it look a bit more realistic. Sure. Because in reality, cars aren't always clean. No. And with this robot running around, jumping around all the time, it should never be clean. It's going to get like scratches exactly. and whatnot. Exactly. So uh, one thing I would say though, Bumblebee, I think is a bit tougher than maybe what he should be. Right. He can okay. take a lot of licks. Yeah, he does. T- and, and he takes licks in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's like he just, Bumblebee isn't the toughest transformer. I mean, no. how is it he's surviving, taking all these licks? Yeah. Proper hard full on licks and he's still all right. I know. And other Transformers, they they get ripped apart from just one lick. Yeah. It's yeah. not fair. Obviously he's the star, so he can't exactly. die, can he? But, but what does this mean for, will they, because obviously this is kind of like a, a spin-off. It's standalone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah what, do you reckon there could be another one, another one of these uh, From what I understand, there is actually one in the works. Oh, okay. There is one in the works that is uh, a follow on from what we've seen already. Mm. From what I understand. Yeah. So I think they can continue to do spin-offs. I mean, uh, how much can they do without making it seem a bit unrealistic? Yeah. Because this was in 1980 something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, you know, between then and 2007, when they first were introduced. Yeah. Who knows, you know? Uh, will it be in another country? That might be interesting. Yeah. Different different spin on it. Could it be another planet? Mm. Who's to say it doesn't always have to be Earth? There could yeah. be Transformers type situations happening other planets where they yeah. look a bit humanoid, but you know, it could be like, you know, where uh, the Nova core. Yeah. Like they look humanoid. So yeah. they just got different futuristic, you know, tech, but you know, that could, that could work maybe. Yeah. Who knows? So who knows? I mean, they, they could take it all kinds of directions. And from the looks of the book, from the looks of the box office takings, they're going to want to make another one. Of course. They're going to sure. want their money. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They're going to want their money. So yeah. I reckon another film is going to come out. Yeah. So, there's yeah. mileage basically in this there is yeah there's, there is alright so, so ladies and gents yeah, go out and watch it enjoy go it go out and watch it I think, I think I'll give it maybe a 7 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. give it a safe 7 I reckon for me yeah. for, for, for Bumblebee yeah. yeah and like I said before I mean I walked away smiling and I thought what a surprise yeah alright so that's Bumblebee ladies and gents now Devout you've seen mm. this next film I saw this film yeah so and we for spoke me, about it a while ago because we were talking about obviously titles. You know, the titles. We've seen the haunt, the, the exorcism of Emily Rose. The, we saw the, the taking of the, Deborah, Deborah, Deborah Logan, the, the, pos- the possession of Michael King, uh, and then obviously the possession or the exorcism of Babin Gida. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Babin Gida. That's it. Exorcism of Babin Gida. Exactly. Know? That's that's and the one that we want to see. <laughs> we want to see that one. But this one is just remind everyone what is this one called again? It's the haunting of Hannah Grace. God, it's like your next. That could be your next neighbour. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so I saw this film in the cinema. The premise is basically Hannah Grace has uh, been possessed by a demon yeah. <laughs> and she's exercised. Uh, mm, mm, should I give a spoiler or not? Semi-spoilers. So she's exercised 
and uh, she dies basically right. in the exorcism. Mm-hmm. And uh, her body is sent to a morgue. Uh, or is it a morgue? Po- where do they do the uh, post-mortem? Yeah, morgue. Of? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, and in this morgue, you have a young uh, police officer uh, who has actually experienced some trauma in her role as a police officer. She lost her partner. Uh, because of that, she wants to just work by herself, right? isolate herself, not go on the beat and work. She's got a, 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 a background in medicine so mm-hmm. she can do post-mortems. So she wants to work night shift, just be by herself and just, you know, a bit, she's a bit, I think, suffering from a bit of depression as well. Right. Uh, so she works in this mortuary and she, the, the body's come in at night. She deals with them, tags them, bags them, and that's it. Yeah. So on one night, Hannah Grace's body comes in and then it all goes tits up from there. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes tits up from there. Hannah Grace's body comes in and all these weird happenings Shit. start to happen. Yeah. Lights start turning off, shadows. Yeah. It's crazy. But oh, this man. film does take the supernatural element a bit too far. Right, okay. Because things start to happen and you think, no, this is not, this is not supernatural anymore. This right. is just a bit stupid. Yeah, okay. Like just, uh, without spoiling it too much, it just, it's, it's, it's different when people, when things happen that are just like supernatural spirits and stuff, but when bodies and stuff start to move and walk around, uh, it's yeah. a bit like, come on, Zombie man. Zombie Yeah, exactly. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it takes it to another level that I think it didn't need to. Right. So the scares, mostly jump scares and mm-hmm. things like that, which, you know, in some places are okay, but the film doesn't give you anything that you haven't seen before. Right, okay. And you won't really remember it. Mm. I slept like a baby afterwards. <laughs> I wasn't that scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't that scared. It wasn't a long film. It's under an hour and a half, okay. including, tar- including credits. Including credits, so okay. I think there's an actual film. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. Right. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't, for me, it wasn't a great film. Uh, Hannah Grace, like, she just, yeah, she, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she wasn't, it wasn't all that. It wasn't you know? all that. I, I, I would say don't rush to the cinema. Yeah. I'll probably give it a four. Okay. Four out of ten. And uh, in terms of kind of like, you know, the other, you know, like the Emily Roses and the, the takings. Yeah. Like, is it, it's not it up there, is it? It doesn't, nowhere up there. No. Don't even speak Emily Rose in the right. same sentence okay. as this, honestly. Okay. Emily Rose, I won't watch again. Okay. Hannah Grace, I won't watch again, <laughs> but for two different reasons. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> One is I'm shit scared of it, yeah. Emily Rose. Hannah Grace, I ain't got time no. to waste. No, exactly. <laughs> so I ain't watching it again. All right, nah, that's good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right. Okay. Now, now you you mm-hmm. kind of like uh, mentioned this earlier on when we were speaking about what's coming out uh, on streaming, and you know you mentioned we we mentioned about Netflix pumping millions and millions into yeah. big budget movies. Yeah. A new film has just landed on Netflix, and I saw this come up on the um, you know when you lot suggestion you know, yeah like on the suggestion viewing, thing viewing it's come up and I was like right okay yeah. I've saved that in my list yeah. to watch later. Yeah. But tell us about Bird Box. Bird Box. We first spoke about Bird Box a few weeks ago now. Mm. And uh, at that time I thought, okay, December 21st, that's a while away. Yeah. December is here. It's here. Upon us. It came out. I actually forgot. And then I was going through Netflix and it was there. I was like, oh, wow. I was, yeah. going, I was looking for something else. Mm. Saw this and thought, you know what? I'm watching it now. Yeah. I watched it. I'm not going to spoil it because Netflix is accessible for a lot of people. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to watch this. I don't want to spoil anything about it. Sure. I'm going to give you a rough 
you know, yeah. review on this one. But Bird Box for me, definite thumbs up from the get go. Oh, really? Good film. Okay. Sandra Bullock. It's also got uh, the guy from Get Out. You know the, the the sort of the security guard. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Is he the, is, like is, he, is he doing the com- the comedic element in this as well? Yeah, I would say yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I would say yeah. John Malkovich is in it as well. Mm. It's got the Fifty Cent lookalike that was in uh, Predators. Uh, Predators. And there's yeah. also a Moonlight Moonlight as well. Yeah. It's also got who else has it got? Yeah, I didn't know this, but it's got a, a rapper called Machine Gun Kelly. Mm. He's a rapper that has some beef with Eminem, but I didn't recognize him. Okay, but he's in it as well. Uh, who else has it got? Who else has it got? Do, 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 do. I think they're the main players right. that, that I recognize and people recognize. All the other actors are, are obviously good in their own respect and they do a good job. Yeah, but Sandra Bullock is the main star in this right. one. And oh, actually, it's also got the lady from. Uh, uh, she's going to be in Glass. She's going to be the, the psychologist. I know who in you're Glass. talking about. She's and she's also she was also in uh, Amer- American Haunting. Yeah, was she in Twelve Years? Oh, she, was, yeah, okay. she played Michael Fassbender's uh, oh, wife. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So she's in it as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this film, the premise basically, without spoiling too much, is that it's a little bit like the happening, M Night Shyamalan's mm, happening. Yeah, something happens in the world and people are killing themselves. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now we, we have have we seen this premise before? Like apart from the happening, like I've not. No, no, I've not. Okay. No. This is a worldwide, like, epidemic. Right. Shit's going down. People are killing themselves yeah. in the most random way. And it's like, whoa. It's like crazy. This yeah. is this is a this is a, 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 a end end game end type game scenario. Type scenario yeah. right. So Sandra Bullock and her and her merry crew have to deal with this and try and survive. Uh and to make it even harder, there's children involved and it is crazy. It's all based in America, mm-hmm. but from the news stories and so on it's happened in russia it's happened right. in the U- in europe uh well russia's in europe but you know what i mean yeah <laughs> it's happened yeah. all over the world basically so they are they're, they're they're feeling lonely sure because they can't get help everyone else is going through the same thing yeah so it's like it's scary times but yeah the acting's really great the premise is really good as well and how how you come about to want to kill yourself is very interesting oh it's very interesting yeah it's very interesting. So and I, I take it, it the, the 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 thing, the disease or whatever it is, yeah. it hasn't got to her yet, or she's immune to it. Mm. Mm. You'd have to wait and see. But okay. I guess, yeah, to answer your question, it hasn't because she's obviously the star, star of the film. But I'm not going to say whether it does get to her or not. Okay. But yeah, it's like there's and talking about immunity, it's a weird one, but there's a, there's a there's a there's a small handful of people right. that. I'm not sure if you can call them immune. Right. But for some reason, they don't kill themselves. Okay. I don't know why, but you'll find out, hopefully. Right, okay. And I in could terms be lying of like, as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like, you know, like what we said about the budget, is this like one of those, is it a big budget or is it kind of like, a, does it feel small? Like, is there a lot of actually. graphics? Yeah, it's like, they, they're quite clever in how they spend the budget. There are a few scenes that you can tell they had to spend money for. Right. But apart from that, I wouldn't say it would have been a massive, 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 like 200 million. Sure. Obviously, she's going to get her paid because she's a, you know, she's, she's a, a big, big actress. Hollywood you know? actress, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good, yeah, there's certain scenes that are just based in a house, for example, for quite a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. budget control there. Yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of the time when shit goes, when shit hits the fan yeah. and you start to see the magnitude of things, the budget is spent on that. Okay. But is yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very interesting premise. Yeah. It, does, it does remind me a lot of The Happening. Okay. But in a different way. Totally different way. A different that, way. that film bombed. It did bomb. Do you know what? I actually didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind yeah, it, to be I honest kinda, with you. 
I liked it. A lot of it. people slated that yeah, film. Yeah, I thought I think it some was of the fun. acting was a bit funny or something. And they felt it was a bit slapstick, and yeah. they felt that the the, the the punch wasn't really yeah. landed. Yeah, but I think the intentions were there. Yeah, but also it, I, I think the happening more so for me. I see as not a possibility, but in some kind of way. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on now. The Earth, Mother Earth, Gaia, yeah? Mother Earth has to protect... Itself, itself. herself. Exactly. Yeah. And what on Earth is the main... Like, if you have, if you have, if you have a, 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 a virus or bacteria, mm. if you're feeling sick, what do you do? Yeah, you're, you're basically your antibiotic... Antibiotics, yeah. they, yeah. they fight exactly. They fight well, it. Either you take well, some people you take medicine to yeah. try and get rid of it, but yeah, you're right. Your antibodies will fight off the disease mm. and get rid of it. Yeah. Now think of the Earth as a as being a as a living body. Mm. What is the most deadly disease of yeah. Earth? We are exactly, yeah. exactly. We are. You are. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My farts, I'm telling you, man. Killers. My farts are Killers. just <laughs> CO2 levels of the methane <laughs> flipping egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But yes, you're right. We yeah. are the we are killing the earth. Yeah. So if the earth was to ever rebel against us, or not rebel, sorry, protect itself against us, we're getting taken out. Exactly. And what's the most efficient way of doing it? Yeah, you just wipe them out. Exactly. So if, if the happening did it through like a, it was like the, the vegetation. Yeah. Like the, the, the the plants released something in the air. Yeah. Right. That made you want to kill yourself, and that's so efficient. I know. That's so efficient. We all got to breathe. We all need oxygen or whatever it is, you know, the nitrogen in the air. I'm not going to get scientific, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm it. I'm going to get scientific. I'm but, waiting for it. <laughs> no, but we all need that to breathe. So we can't do without it. Mm. So that's the most efficient way. And it's not even like nature had to kill you. Nature made you kill yourself. That's even more efficient. Yeah. More efficient. So for me, the happening, the premise is actually very, very clever. Yeah. This film takes it to another level. Right. Diff- slightly different way. Yeah. But same outcome. Is there a happy ending at the end of this? Uh, there's an interesting ending. Ah, interesting ending. Okay. Here's one question. I just want to quickly ask you this. What is the appeal for someone like Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. who is this, like, she's a she's an Oscar winner. I think she's an Oscar winner. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's an Oscar winner. So what is the appeal for her to do a film like this for Netflix, like, which she, millions of people will mm-hmm. get to watch it, yeah. but it's not the big screen. Like, what is the appeal? I think for her, it's win-win. I mean, for her, uh, she's... Going with the look, looking like the going with the times, basically mm. the people's habits, viewing uh, habits, and people like if her agent came to her and said, "Hello, Sandra. By the way, I've got the projections for the next year, and it looks like next year it's going to be forty-six billion dollars of revenue online content compared to forty billion dollars." Revenue for box office. Where's now, this me agent being, from? Me being your agent, I would recommend you dip into the box office. Sorry, you dip into the online revenue because that's where the money is. And I think if you want to get your full exposure, keep your exposure high. I'll say do some online content. Yeah. So like he's probably going to recommend her to do some online as yeah, well. Yeah. She, someone like her can do both. Do both. Big screen. And exactly. Remember she was in um what? Ocean's, Ocean's... Ocean's 8. Ocean's yeah. 8. Yeah, exactly. And she was with... That actress was with her as well in that. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a win-win. She gets she, she gets her exposure. She gets the exposure. Me. Gets her do-re-me, exactly. Who knows if maybe the the uh, scheduling may be, may be shorter. Right. I don't know. So, it's a win-win. She's, yeah. she's basically making sure she's basically on both platforms 
So she keeps, she's dipping her toe into the platform that's maybe going to do the best and just run with that one. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah, a lot, a lot of them are doing it. Heavy yeah. Cavill is going to be on Amazon. On the on the Witcher. On the Witcher. So you know. Yeah. Mm. All right. Brilliant. Okay. So, so yeah, that's I, I did give it a seven and a half. All right. Yeah. Seven and a half. I, I think I give it. Yeah, that's on mm. my watch list. Seven, yeah, seven and a half. I reckon. Not an yeah. eight. Seven and a half. Yeah. I th- and I think like for someone like Paul Phoenix as well, this mm. will be a film that he'll yeah, end he'll up like watching it. as well. Yeah, so yeah. Paul Phoenix, you'll like it. Yeah. For sure. All right. Okay. So that was Bird Box. Mm-hmm. Now here's a film that I quickly want to mention. Uh, mm. I saw. I managed to watch this film on a. Um, you know, you get those kind of those, those pre-screenings. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, advanced. Uh, uh, pre- yeah, that's it. Adva- okay, it, was, okay. it, was, it, was, it was an advanced screening, and this film was actually not out until the eleventh of January. Oh so, wow. So yeah. So I thought to myself, all right, you know what? I I like the the story. I like the actors who are playing the lead characters. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go out and watch this. So I'm talking about Stan and Ollie. Okay. And. Someone kind of like asked me, they said, oh, is it a biopic of, of Laurel and Hardy? And I said, well, yes and no, because, you know, like a biopic, you would kind of start from the beginning mm. and then you would work, you know, you work your way through from, okay, so this is how the person started off and this is how, you know, the journey that they went on. And it is kind of like that where the film starts off with uh, Laurel and Hardy. They are, so it's set in the 1930s, 1937 to be specific. And they are at the top of their game. Okay. So okay. about in 1937, so just before uh, the World War, Second World War, you know what? Silent movies. You had like obviously Charlie Chaplin, um, Harold Lloyd, Buster Keaton, and you had these two, Laurel and Hardy. Laurel from England mm-hmm. went over to America. You know, 20 years before that, and Hardy is from like Missouri, I think he okay. was. And they got put together and then all of a sudden, you know what? They just became a massive, massive big hit in in, in the 30s. So, and as the film starts, you kind of get to, you you straight away, you pick up the dynamic of who's kind of like, you know, the brains and, well, um, no, sorry. I wouldn't say brains, but, you know, who's kind of a bit more savvy. Laurel, mm. um, played by Steve Coogan. He's kind of, oh, a bit, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, kind of a bit more savvy where he wants a better deal for Laurel and Hardy. And there's this discussion about them. Look, let's break away from this film producer and let's go make our own movies. And then there's Hardy who's like, hey, come on, you know, Stan, let's not rock the boat. We've got a good thing going on here. And Stan's like, well, look, you know what? We can make much more money if we go ahead and we do our own thing. We don't have to be tied to this producer. So there's kind of like this little bit of attention that starts the movie off. All right. Then the film fades to black and then we see Laurel and Hardy 16 years later. What? 16 years later. Okay. Now, you got to think to yourself, 16 years later, so this is... What's part, happened? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> what has happened? So this now, so the film takes, um, you know, picks up in 1952 or 1953. Laurel and Hardy are now, basically they're in the twilight years. They, they, they've come into the end of their career now. They're older, they're tired they you know maybe they don't have money it's alluded to in the movie mm-hmm. that hardy has a gambling problem oh so a lot of the money that he probably earned over the years he probably flushed it away <laughs> and you know laurel he's 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 desperate to get a movie made and the only way for them to get a movie made is if they go on tour 
they come to England, they do a tour of England and Ireland, mm-hmm. and that'll be their way for them to kind of make this big Hollywood last picture that they want to make. And I tell you what, right, I saw the movie, I watched it, I came away, and I felt, number one, I felt, I'm glad, like, I watched the film, that was number one. Okay. Number two, I felt sad because of, you know, this kind of bygone era is that's gone. We're never going to ever see those films. And there's a, there's a bit at the end of the movie where they show the actual footage of Laurel and Hardy. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I tell you what, man, th- oh. there is a bit of kind of like movie magic in what they're doing. For okay. you and I, we see it and we like, we're, we're, you know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, God, what is this shit? This is like, but there's something special about what they're doing. Mm. You know, their own stunts, you know, their own gags. They wrote everything. They worked like, you know, hours, 15, 20 hours a day just to kind of get this mm. stuff ready. And um, you know what the 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 acting from the from from Steve Coogan and, and John C. Riley I just thought were phenomenal, man. Mm. Really great, great acting. And have you seen any Laurel and Hardy movies? Do you remember Laurel and Hardy? I remember them, but I can't remember their movies clearly. Yeah, I don't remember the movies clearly, but there's certain things that you do remember, like yeah. you know when he used to do the thing with his hair. Okay, do you yeah, remember yeah. that? I think so yeah. And then the thing where like, oh, another fine mess you've got, got us into. Got yeah, us yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Like, so they do all that okay, stuff. Okay, okay. And you know what? It's absolutely brilliant. There's this. There's a lot of heart in the movie. There's mm. sadness because they kind of fell out. Laurel and Hardy fell out, and they're doing this because. You know, they, it's kind of this last... Was a true story? They really fell out, yeah? Yeah. You, 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 from, from the movie, you kind of figure out that because Hardy then kind of didn't want to move away, then they lost mm. kind of like a lot of money. And then, you know, they were in a bit of a limbo and mm. they were coming to the end. And then they had to take a gigs. They had to take these gigs, small little gigs in England where there's only about 20, 30 people. Oh, so, so, you, so you imagine Ooh. from the heyday, from mm. the 30s, where you had people like watching their movies, like packed out shows, they were getting invited to parties, you know, where there's other famous people there, lots of women around them. And now they're in flipping Hull doing a show <laughs> where it's like, where's everyone? Where, you know, where, where's all the people? And it's like, it's kind of like this fall from grace, you know? They're at the end of their career, they've got to do this and... There are some really genuinely funny bits in there and the, the, the you know, the, there's a bit in there where there's some unsaid things, mm. you know, there's things which are where Stan is kind of upset with Hardy where he's, and then it comes, it all comes out at one point when they start kind of like, they, they fight with each other. And I just thought it was really, really well handled. Mm. So if you are looking for a movie, which is different to obviously some of the stuff that you've already seen before, yep. you know, go give it, Go give it a chance. Give it a, give it a watch and watch Steve Coogan. I think he's brilliant. He does what he does with Stan's kind of uh, work. He makes it his own. Hardy is um, uh, what's his name? John C. Riley is brilliant and as Hardy. Two films and this and, and the Holmes one. Sherlock Holmes. I think it's definitely worth a watch. It might not be something that you're kind of like you know that you would generally go out and watch, mm. but for something that will give you a reminder of what it was to make films back in those days, I think it's brilliant. And you know what? It's it's Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> so yeah, show sure is. So that is it, ladies and Ooh. gentlemen. We that's a film with you. So we've got that, the uh, hidden gems. Yeah, now. hidden gems, and we've we've yeah we've got one here. Just one. Yeah, we've got <laughs> okay. one here, and it's one that we've spoken about. Yeah, or no, no, yeah. we've we've alluded to. Yeah, we have. Yeah, several yeah. kind of times before, but it is now. 
some people I've spoken to have said this is like a horror film because mm, mm, mm. it is. It could be your worst nightmare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, if yeah. this is kind of like you know your worst nightmare, and then it's mm. like this could be like a horror, psychological horror. Although there isn't like gore and there isn't the kind of the spooks. It's a different type of a horror. Now it's a film that was made back in uh, two thousand and five. I read about this film. And I was like, you know what? I got to go out and watch it, or I had to go out and buy the DVD on like Region One mm. or something like that. And then I watched it, and it stars um, Patrick Wilson, yeah, who's in Anchorman. Uh, sorry, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. And it's got um, now remind Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's got uh, Sandra O, oh, who we spoke about, who was in. Uh, Killing, killing uh, um, Eve. Killing Eve. Yeah, and she's in it. In one of the doctor programs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Grace, Grey's Anatomy, I think it is. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? This film has a cast of four, of five or six people in the whole film. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember there being yeah, I think like there's kind two of... other people that are in the film. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, but this film is so so intimate. It's hardly anyone there. Now this thing, this question, this film poses this question. All right, okay, it's, it's quite a difficult subject matter actually for a lot of people. But imagine, ladies and gentlemen, um, you. I mean, I mean, how would you basically describe it? A child molester yeah. is is released from prison, or and he just basically wants to go out and live his life. He has made a mistake. Mm. And some people would say, okay, you know what? He he deserves a second chance in society. He's done his time and, he, you know, he repents. But then there's a, a whole host of people, another part of society, which would be thinking, you know what? This guy should never be forgotten. And, you know, what he should be reminded of mm. the, the thing that he did or the things that he has done for the rest of his life. Yeah. And this film clearly, it, it, it takes a stance of, right, okay, we are going to make this person's life uh, a living hell. So Ellen Page, you could say, is the tormentor in this mm. film, <laughs> yeah. right? And turns the tables around the one who used to torment, like, you know, you could say. And it's called Hard Candy. Oh, yeah, we should say the name. Yeah, I always keep <laughs> bloody forgetting to say the name. So, um, yeah, so 2005, Hard Candy, and whoa, man, what a kind of, what a ride. Like, wouldn't you say, what a ride? I mean, what, 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 what can you say about this movie? It's one of those movies that, one, I think should be watched either by yourself or someone who's very, very like-minded. They will really get it and not be talking during the film. Mm. Sunday, Sunday, sort of morning, afternoon viewing, perfect. Uh, but yeah, it's quite an intimate film. Like I said, there's hardly any ca characters in the film, mainly Ellen Page and Patrick Wilson. And you don't really realise what's happening until it's happened. Yeah. Because throughout the film, it's just like a you know a, a curious sort of, sort of teacher-student relationship type thing going on. And you, you kind of think, you know, you kind of, it's not at the forefront of your mind, but you're sort of always thinking, what's going on here? Like, why are they so, what's going on in this relationship? Or is, how's it going to, how's it going to, turn out and hard candy is actually a term used within the uh i guess within that world of pedophiles right it's a it's basically a, a trap okay. but hard candy is a term for a trap because it's 
candy, but it's hard. Like if you bite it, you yeah. break your tooth, sort of thing. So, sure. so it's used as a, as a term of a, of, a, of a trap in that in that sense. But uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just I just liked the film. I liked it. I came across it years ago, watched it randomly, and I just remember it being such a really well made, really well directed film as well. Yeah, uh, and well acted film that. It just stuck with me. And when you mentioned it a few weeks ago, I thought, yeah, this has got to be, this is a hidden gem. Why have I not mentioned it before? Yeah. It's a hidden gem. Because many people wouldn't know this film. And not at all. They'll know the actors, but they won't know the film. Because it's not the sort of film that will, you know, the budget would not be massive and box office and stuff like that. Yeah. But it needs to be seen. I'm pretty sure in certain circles, this film is shown. Yeah. Social workers and stuff like that. I'm sure I'm sure they've seen this film. I remember watching it and I kind of really felt uneasy because I was like, damn mm. it, man, what the hell is going on over here? And it's like, you know, she comes across as being vulnerable at first. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, yes, the table is going to be turned. And you know what? When you watch, obviously, Patrick Wilson and he's he's a brilliant actor. And like, you know what? You're repulsed. You're like, you know what? You want to mm. get this guy and you want to kill him. And like, you know, you, you want to do the things that Ellen Page is doing to him. So... You know, there's definitely that kind of revenge element of the, you know, of the, uh, you know, of, of the film. But here's a question, and this is a question that I think the film poses: is, is can, can someone uh, repent? Can mm. someone kind of, you know, should we forgive people like this? You know, and, and when when they say, "Look, hey, look, you know, I'm I, I'm not like that anymore. Mm. I'm not like that anymore." Because I remember he he pleads. He's like, "Look, that's not me. I've changed. I'm not like that anymore." Now, do you believe that, or do you? Are, are you the type of person who's like, "No, you'll never change. You're never going to change." Those types of sexual predators, they mm. they never have those kind of, you know, they'll always have that, and it throws up that argument, right? Mm. It's a tough what, one. What you know? do you do? It's really tough because. Anything to do with like kids and that sort of thing, it's a really touchy, delicate subject because you're right. I mean, first of all, people deserve a chance to mm. change, to repent, yeah. to improve themselves. But there's certain sections of the society that believe once you do that, you're unfixable. Yeah. You're just you're you're damned. Yeah. You know, and that goes against, I guess, the legal system and the rehabilitation system and stuff like that. But I mean, it's one of those things that if if you've been touched by it, you're 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 of a different mindset. Yeah. So I've, I've luckily touched wood. I've not. So yeah. I'm talking from a mindset of of hope and all that sort of thing. And you know, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a tricky one. And it, it, yeah, yeah, there's 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 hardly a right or wrong answer in it because every situation is on its own merit. Mm. You know. Uh, so, but yeah, but the film it does play with those concepts and makes you question it yourself. Yeah. You know? What would you do in that situation? Would mm. you give a person another chance or would you be like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go through with this because I, I deep down inside my heart, I think, you know what you, you should be punished for what you've done. You know, it throws all those questions up, but just kind of want to quickly mention it was actually co-written as well by, by Ellen Page and Patrick Wilson. Was it? Okay. Yeah. And it was directed by David Slade. David Slade, he's directed, uh, he directed a Twilight movie, I think. And um, I just, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a British, he's a British director. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I think this is the film that, you know, brought in prominence. So, you know, he became famous after kind of like Hard Candy. But I just thought, what a film, what acting uh, from Ellen Page. And 
you know what? It's a tough subject matter. So imagine yeah. writing this yeah. and then planning those scenes out. Mm. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? And the fact that you just mentioned to me, there's only like about five or six people. Mm. It just makes it that much more intimate very and much scary very. as well. So ladies and gentlemen, this is definitely a hidden gem. Not a lot of people have seen this. Um, but we think you should go out and watch it. Definitely. Get it on DVD, get, like stream it or whatever Whatever mm. you can do, go out and watch it and let us know what you think. I think currently it's on Amazon, I think. Uh, but if you can't find it, let us know. Yes. Yeah. But yes, so that I think brings us to the end of episode 30. 30. 30, yeah. 30. Si, 30. 30. I always say 30, 30. Because 20, 20. It yeah. sounds kind of similar, doesn't it, right? <laughs> Episode 30. So yeah, 30 Episode weeks 30, of this. 30 weeks of this. Uh, so yeah. Um, and again, the Christmas edition. So happy Christmas to you guys. Yep. Hope you're enjoying it. Eat, eat yourselves full. Yep. Have fun. Get stuffed. Exactly. <laughs> and um, and yes, yeah, cinema giveaway. Yeah. Oh, oh, damn. I was, meant to, I was meant to change it this week, but I forgot. Okay, we'll just do a standard cinema giveaway this week. Yeah. So, uh, yes, if you can uh, put in, basically, you have to be a follower of our Instagram or Facebook or whatever it may be, YouTube. And on that platform, uh, you just have to mention uh, episode 30, getting stuffed. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, episode 30, getting stuffed. Uh, and we will send you the cinema code for any view or Cine World Cinema in the UK only, unfortunately, at this stage. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening to the show. Yeah, see you in the new year. See you in the new year. Peace out.